You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pluckiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? (laughs) I'm like, should we begin this episode with a moment of fucking silence? Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 We're trying to recenter ourselves because we did a really fucked up thing just now before we started recording, which is why we had to immediately start recording before we even finished all of our prep because Terrence brilliantly volunteered that we should watch the first two minutes of episode six. It was a six. bad idea. I um, hope you like Missionary. It was a bad fucking idea. It was a terrible fucking idea. Uh, it was it, a horrible fucking idea. I mean, even if you think of those words, it's like, if the words, if the title of the episode is said every episode by a character, who, who would say those words? Nico! Right! Holy shit! Right. Holy shit! Oh my God. Holy shit! But if you're, if you're, if you're suggesting to me that Nico's going to be on that fucking entitled energy with Eve with his mustache, that he will have the fucking confidence to be like, I hope you like missionary and She's to turn down her. She's not going to that way. I, I don't think she will. No, but I'm saying the only way Nico could say that shit is if he plays into finding out that Eve is into like, you know, this tawdry violence, fear, whatever, that he doesn't quite understand that Villanelle gave him a clue into. The only other person, like if he doesn't say it, to be like, hey, you're not going to get like I see now this turns you on and I'm pissed off because I'm a husband with feelings and not just paper mache. So I'm actually not going to do this because my number one interest here isn't getting off with you. It is verifying that what Villanelle said is true. If he doesn't say it. And also, I don't I don't I don't necessarily want it to be that shady to, to Eve. I like I want him to be that shady because he should leave Eve. But I also don't want to see him do her dirty yeah, like no, that. I don't want to see him also, do her at all. Yeah. The other option is Villanelle. Villanelle can say it. After yes. she fucks up the scenario. Like, hopefully she fucks up some scenario of the first two minutes we saw. And then she's like, I hope you like Missionary. Because that flavor shit, that only happens with me. Wait, no, that doesn't that doesn't track. That or doesn't maybe track. like a Hugo who maybe Eve talks about Why the fact Why would Hugo that- say, I hope you like Missionary? Maybe yeah. Carolyn says it. Maybe. Hmm. Oh, your marriage is going down in the toilet. I hope you like Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, even if her marriage is going down the toilet, wouldn't that be pushing her towards the it's definitely a a swat at somebody basic i know that or an experience that someone's gonna predictively preemptively call very basic and it's like well that can't be fun or hmm. sorry i'm off lost in thought i'm now we've done two intros and we're still like (laughs) the two minutes the early two minutes it got us fucked up got us fucked up so look Editing will be weird for this episode because we'll just have to switch some shit around for our disorganized feelings. But perhaps the best thing to do at this point, since we just watched this two minute clip and it completely, entirely and totally fucked us up. If you have AMC premiere, please go watch these two minutes right now. If you haven't already, so you could be fucked up with us because I don't want to be alone. Yeah, I don't want to be fucked up alone. I need you bitches to DM, to message, to tweet, to do whatever you have to fucking do to help console me, to help console me and what the fuck I'm going through right now after watching those two minutes early that we will get more into later that we already totally got into but it got so ridiculous how into we got to it when we first started recording that we're like oh we'll put it at the end of the episode just to not be dicks dick swaps to our listeners this we're gonna this is not going how i planned it i know what I'm saying. 
It's uh, not going how I planned it, and it's all your fault. I I just saw it was there <laughs> in the app, and I was the like, "Fuck!" It was just shiny at me, and I was like, "To help you like missionary, it's two minutes. Um, two minutes <laughs> won't destroy my life, right? Like, like it will destroy your life. I mean, yesterday's two minutes it was fun, and then you know it was less destroy your lifey, right? Because yesterday's two minutes was like Villanelle just put hands on people. And then Violently, the, and the, it was great. The two minutes before then was, you know, Carolyn getting dreamed up by her boss. Which her was, boss, who was a it woman. It was enjoyable, right? It was enjoyable last two minutes, but apparently for these final three episodes, they're going to be like, bitch, suffering. No more fun. No more fun. Mm-hmm. Suffer. Suffer all the way through. And so not only do we get angst, we get all the way suffering and uh, hetero propaganda in the form of Fifty Shades of Why? Uh, what the hell? Fifty Shades of What the Fuck, Eve. Okay. <clears throat> okay. 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 Look. We're gonna try to find some optimism. We're gonna we're gonna watch this episode one more time. We're gonna Pelicans. get our champagne. <laughs> I don't even think it's possible, but uh, yeah, we're gonna no. do our best and we'll be back. need to play someone loved uh, yeah <laughs> this sh- and yeah like, this show I, is doing i need shit to get to back us. into the shits back into the happy shits okay so I do mean, we want to try to start okay, from the beginning we have to like maybe if we start from the beginning we'll get back into our like emotional high that was like positive and good before it got really dark and disgusting and full of nico's stash Ugh, enough of this okay so we begin with a villanelle you know bringing all the boys to the yard you know living her best life with a milkshake uh her mark gets in the vehicle and all of a sudden it cascades out of her hand and slams and splats over the windshield which i'm guessing is a form of disrespect for some drivers as he got up and was like show yourself she was in the scaffolding, so she, I guess, stepped into, like, the building. So he couldn't figure out where it came from. But, you know, he needed to rectify the situation. So off to the car wash he goes. True, true, true. Uh, so we see him. It's If you know anything about car washes, uh, they're very noisy. So he's getting, like, full workup. And it, it runs through a conveyor. And I guess, uh, unbeknownst to him, he has a second there's a person that's in the vehicle with him it happens to be villanelle he tries to get a word out she's using uh fists of of unmitigated anger or fists of fists of fury fists of fury fists of misandry fists of misandry i like that. that's what i call it anytime a woman takes a man down just like because that's just what i do but yeah that's what i feel like and i already said you know last week and just in general that for me like actual physical violence from women against men, like that's probably a side entertainment kink of mine because it totally is. But and it's especially because I don't get the aesthetic enough, just like in general in media. And so I'm always going to appreciate it when it's like bare knuckle brawling, like no yeah. gun, no sticks, no other apparatus, just like your fucking fist and your righteous anger to take a bitch down. And that's what we see. And it's not righteous anger. It's just like Villanelle being her. And I kind of feel like it was also also therapeutic because just like doing physical things is therapeutic. Like, you know, going to a, a boxing gym or right. practicing martial arts. So I feel like she was she was working some things out while also working. This is the episode where she's supposed to get to her climb. You know, she already gave herself the moment to give a good cry. And now she just needed to do a reset. So 
what better way to feel like your old self than to watch the life of your Mark just sort of shrink down into his little eyes until uh, he can't, you know, breathe anymore. Yeah, old self is probably a stretch, but... You know, at least she's able to create enough of a facade when she sees Eve that she's like back to her old self that she's able to maintain her pretense for a little while, at least most of the time, but definitely not the whole time she ends up seeing Eve. And so, yeah, we open up with that scene where she kills that motherfucker. And from there, we cut to Eve and Jess in the interrogation room we left them in last episode where there's a dude in there and he's interrogating the ghost. And Jess asks Eve what she thinks the dude is saying to the ghost. And <laughs> Eve volunteers an essential Freudian slip because it's from her fucking life. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't satisfy my wife in bed. Uh, uh, total uh, Freudian slip. And Jess adds with like a pointed finger like, have you seen Mad Men? It's a masterpiece. And is that supposed to be like AMC dry snitching themselves? Like, hey, guys, it's on our channel. I'm thinking that it is definitely yeah, a dry snitch. Watch it because they totally retweeted a gift too they to be like sure it is a masterpiece a oh, yuck no tongue in cheek for this one it seems like it's work related but it's not because we know it only takes so long for eve's mind to drift elsewhere and she says to jess that she doesn't think that his interrogation tactics are going to work and jess is like true true nothing will probably work with this bitch and eve is like eve shows her her true interest for a second where she's like i wish she were a bit more and jess is like forthcoming giving up the information <laughs> like a helpful fucking person that we brought in and so we she's can like, go no, no, home no, from no. our work day and she's like no 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 not that fun you know like fun like just like a fun personality like someone great to talk to and her rationale is like yo she fucking kills people for a living she, she's she acts like she's a goddamn accountant like she's a motherfucking hr and that's boring to me and we know why eve we know fucking why and of course jess is just in the corner silently judging like she's been doing since she fucking met eve at mm-hmm. mi6 she's a plant <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just going to be my energy for Jess. Jess is a plant. I know it. I know it. And Jess also adds that she believes that Eve is spoiled because not everybody can be, you know who, and you know who being Villanelle. And I would agree with Jess that Eve has been spoiled. She has been spoiled by both Villanelle and Carolyn because they got yes. her thinking some wild shit that is totally irrelevant for everyone else on the planet. That isn't her. And so, Oh, right. After that, Jess makes a remark about her tooth hurting and the fact that babies evidently take calcium from their host slash moms while they're gestating in the womb. And that little bastard, her words, not mine, are is eating her alive. And I'm like, well, you agreed to have the little bastard. So, uh, you know, good luck with that. You know, good luck with mothering, I suppose. And so there's that. And after she drops a little nugget about parasitical babies taking all your calcium, Carolyn comes into the room and it's interesting how Eve's countenance changes immediately. Like she's back. She's at least to me, I noticed that she went from like her jokey face or she was just shooting the shit with like, Jess okay, to, jokes I'm over. serious. It's mm-hmm. over. We're back to business. And she decides, or what does she say? She's Carolyn basically for progress. Is like, yeah. Carolyn's like, any luck? And they're like, no, but Eve wants to go back in and see if there's some shit she can do because she wants to try again and thinks that maybe she can get this bitch to talk. And so from there we cut, actually into the interrogation room and Eve is back in there with the ghost and she starts the conversation with, Hey, isn't it kind of unusual to be a woman in your line of work? And the ghost is like, not so much anymore. And immediately Eve perks up and she's like, Oh, where there's a, <clears throat> so uh, there are other ladies. There are other, there's other, Oh, have you, have you met other people that do what you do? And then the ghost probably has the most amount of cheekiness yes. she showed the entire time we've seen her. And that's like, she's like, oh, yeah, all the time. You're in a book club, bitch. <laughs> we write reports together. And he was like, oh, you're playing games. I see. 
and she asks Eve, right, why she's interested. And she's like, do you, do you, are you? Because Eve's like, no, I just like, you know, I'm curious. She's like, are you sure? Because do you want to do it? Because um, I'm getting this feeling. I'm getting this, <laughs> this energy, this wave like, of murder I, coming I can over me. sort of sense that you're really into maybe, I don't know. Watching the life train, <laughs> perhaps. And Eve's like, no, 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 I don't have the stomach for it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have the stomach. And it's, you know, Carolyn's in the back like, bitch, you know you got the stomach for that shit. Ugh. And Jess is like, I don't know, B, but I'm looking at the writing on the wall. <laughs> and, you know, even the ghost is like, bitch, I don't believe you. But if that's the case, what do you want then? If, you, if you're not here to try to get tips on how to be a merger, like, what do you want? And this is where, like, and it's funny because this is, like, a thing, obviously, I've made a joke of since we started watching where fucking Eve is like, tell me about Oksana. Yes. <laughs> ever since Have she fucking saw girlfriend? Ever since she saw Anna, that's been my favorite way for her to just to reference Eve's constant thirst to ask about Villanelle. And that's where she goes. She's like, so what you want, ho? And it's like, anytime you ask Eve what she really wants, it's not far behind for her to be like, tell me what you know about Oksana. Tell mm-hmm. me about Villanelle. And that's what she said. She's like, have you ever heard of Villanelle? Or, you know, a.k.a. Oksana. She, that, that's another name she goes by. Do you know about her? And the ghost is immediately shook. And she's like, oh, bitch, I, I heard about this hoe. And I wrote down what she calls her in. You know, what? I'm not actually sure what language that is. I'm not going to yeah, hazard sure a guess either, for right. an Asian language because that is fucked up. But I know she called her a Dalgal Gwishin. Uh, That's probably not pronounced. with no face? A ghost with no ghost face. Ghost with no face. Air ghost. Now, I do remember seeing somewhere on Twitter during this episode airing that someone was saying that that was not a fully accurate interpretation definitely going to go with the people who speak the actual asian language being referenced here but we will double check on that with you guys and probably readdress it in the snack episode because there's so much to get through here that i i would say yes. that i'll come back to this but the likelihood that i will remember this episode to come back to it but is very fucking today, small but very small. we will yeah but she says that and she basically gives Eve the impression that like, yeah, I've heard about this woman Villanelle and she's fucking scary. She's fucking scary. She's the scariest one of all of us out there, which is what I like to think. Um, and I'm sure Villanelle's like, I would like to think that too, that my boogeyman story is the one that scares people the most about which assassin you should be fearful of. Do you want to slide the deleted moment in here because chronologically this is where it goes? Or do you want to hold it and then kind of just address it later? Which deleted on? moment? So I this would be remember. Uh, Carolyn and Jess having a conversation after uh, Eve enters the room with the ghost. And, um, you know, she says sorry about her tooth. And she says she knows the name of a good uh, dentist. And he oh, does great that's work. What she said it's a vet. And she picks up the card and she's that's like, but, but this is a veterinarian. And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> I don't. I don't, Um. I do rather, I do believe that Carolyn knows a motley crew of super eccentric types that it is absolutely plausible she knows a veterinarian who also is a great dentist or just good at those things or both at the same time for both humans and other mammals. But um, there's nothing wrong with having a cover. Maybe um, you do work on the side that I guess maybe you have a license and you got to pay dues to accept insurances for people. What, that, what like, does that even mean, Terrence? Maybe Page. it's your side hustle. I don't know. This it's, is somebody Carolyn knows. Tape. Carolyn's at MI6. That don't make no damn sense. That makes no sense. I mean, that's kind of true. It's just she on her Carolyn bullshit. That's possible. <laughs> Where she doesn't have to explain anything. She's like, this was my answer. 
read into it what you will. I was about to say, how is this relevant again, Carolyn? Oh, yeah, She's yeah, like, I got boss. this card. <laughs> I mean, who really knows? Like, the reasons why Carolyn has a veterinarian who also moonlights his other things card just readily in her wallet or just like her stuff or purse is you know what i don't think we'll ever get the answer to that yeah we won't and that's okay i like some things to remain a mystery about her and that can remain a mystery i want to shout out the camera work here because we get a little face off action which seems like almost a staring contest between the ghost and eve and then with the transition, we get another staring contest happening around the same exact time with almost the same energy. It's almost like they feel each other, even though they're not near each other. And it's with Villanelle and one of the busker street performers uh, with the metallic makeup pretending to be a living statue. He wasn't pretending, Terrence. Well, he was yeah, a living, living statue. statue. Give well, that street performer his Fine, day. yeah. Give I mean, a, he went all out with quid. the toxic paint. He was using fucking bronze. He's probably going to fucking get some horrible disease or some version of cancer. Put that paint all over his damn skin and his pores. Like, people, be careful what paint you put on yourselves. Definitely make sure there's no cadmium in them. Like, just, you know, just look out. Right, protect your flesh. Artists aren't necessarily the best at, like, protecting themselves first. They're like, it's about the art. And they're like, oh, shit, am I dying? So, yeah. And if this scene looks familiar, <laughs> this is from the season promos before season two even started you get a lot of these looks from villanelle staring and with the building towering behind her and she's almost standing symmetrically behind it when you watch the shot go up and those same images were used in that promo so i was like oh call back well call i mean back. they've been, they've definitely been doing that as, we, as episodes go by we realize they've used scenes from just about every episode even if it's just very micro, very short scene, which is why so many people thought the Nico scene was happening earlier than it was, which was this <laughs> oh, this episode. Don't, yeah. go, don't go off into that tangent. We were like, they're meeting together. That was like two episodes ago. Oh, it's definitely going to be episode four. Well, I, like, don't, oh, well, I don't no, blame myself because I wasn't saying that. I was just following the grumblings on the internet. We were wrong about that. But like I said for last episode, and like I'm saying again now, that the Nico shit, it's really taking me past my limit. And so I'm so glad they're spacing out the bullshit because if they had stuck all that Nico bullshit inside of one to two episodes, I really don't know if I would be here right now podcasting with you guys. I would be in the afterlife or potentially in a state Ugh. of frenzy just like spinning across the globe you would just see a blur and they're like what's that well it's candace in a state of frenzy from killing eve she's still spinning like a tasmanian devil just <sighs> she circled the globe six times now <laughs> this is when she'll impact. stop we don't know yeah totally their impact and so we see villanelle and she's actually wearing personally one of my favorite outfits that i've seen her wear this season potentially Potentially all series. And that's because I love a good combat boots. I really do. I really, really do. As you know, I just, I can never have enough combat boots. Tall, short, all the combat boots, shiny, pink, green, purple. Give me all the boots. And she was wearing some, some fly ass boots. I'm going to have to figure out what those were so I can try to acquire them myself. Hopefully they're not as expensive as those damn Balenciaga she was wearing season one. But she's also wearing like a green combat style jacket, which is super cute. And some sort of, maybe it's like a, a leotard or something under there but i just like i just like the whole the whole shit i would rock that whole outfit for sure yeah but it's villanelle so of course she looks fucking amazing and she's staring at the living statue and constantine walks up and initially is like hey villanelle and she doesn't immediately respond and along as with the crescendo and the music presumably our anticipation grows about hey is she gonna respond to constantine she does and screams constantine and he's like oh because he's always being kind of playful with her he gets her games. As we see later, she plays another game with Eve. Eve doesn't quite get the games yet, but Constantine gets the games that she likes to play. And she startles him, but not really. 
And doesn't he ask her like, oh, how long have you been, what you been up to? And she's like, well, you told me to get a hobby. And he's like, well, that's right. I did. But, but leave this alone. Come, come and follow me. Yeah. They do have some cute banter. I don't miss Raymond. Cause she's like, Constantine, how wonderful to see you. And it's great. And they go on their walk and Constantine initially is like, so how are you feeling after Amsterdam? And she's like, and she's mm. like, bitch, I don't understand the question. <laughs> next. <laughs> he's like, cool. Well, let's talk about your fucking next job. And but first, let's go over some details and pointers, not pointers, but just like thank yous and kudos from your last job. The uncle who I guess was the uncle of the the dude, the douchebag she beat up in the car was very grateful for her services and left her a tip. And that looked like a fat ass envelope. Mm-hmm. She bought that lace getup with that envelope for show. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And Villanelle says something about like, did you see his, his license plate? Which what did it say? Like large. L- it eyes. was large with two eyes instead of an A. Anyone that needs that many eyes to talk about how large their dick is has a really has a micro dick. Yeah. Yeah. It's fact. It's law. And so moving on from micro dick, we have Constantine that's like, OK, here's your fucking money. And Villanelle's like, well, you did you see that plate? He was a fucking asshole. I'd kill his ass for free. And Constantine's like, slow Role. <laughs> I mean, because we're freelance and that doesn't mean, we, doesn't mean we, we, we doing shit for free. Right. Like, if we do shit for free. We need to make money. We fucked up. We but especially poor. we broke. That's <laughs> what gets the villain out. Because he's like, if we kill people for free, we in a lot of trouble. She's like, I don't know about all that. And he's like, but we're definitely broke. She's like, that's, that's, that's the most important thing you said to me is being broke is not something I don't ever want to be. Broke doesn't go with Villanelle. It just doesn't rhyme with her aesthetic. Right. She'd rather die first. <laughs> <laughs> like those horoscopes. She'd rather die first. Ah, truly, 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 truly. Mm-hmm. And so after she completely just deflects Constantine's oh, question another, about Amsterdam. There's another street performer. But this is a female statue. She looks like a soldier or something. She's like, ooh, she gets really excited for well, it. Well, this is after, yeah, after Constantine says that we're about to be broke. They're walking down that sort of like pathway and then she sees another street performer and tries to run over and Costine is like we don't have the time ho we don't have the time and takes her off and then we're back at Jess and Eve who are at MI6 talking Eve has obviously been asking Jess for details about Amsterdam that's potentially why she was rubbing yes. her feet because she was like tell me what happened in Amsterdam and Jess was like maybe if you rub my sore feet and she was like okay fine and so you know Jess is musing that see with- everybody's fucking playing Eve sorry I'm angry and I'm who's playing Eve no no because, no I don't, I'm sorry you on, you're not- on your own you're no. on your own if you want to have sympathy for Eve this episode that's you and that's you alone that's <sighs> you that's you I don't got no fucking space for Eve this episode she was completely completely wilding out and no 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 one's playing eve she's playing herself if there was anyone playing eve this episode it was eve playing herself fucking the fucking end it's so just mad. she wants to know what ha- about her girlfriend she didn't get a chance to go to amsterdam okay she was but stuck she, with the ghost she be breaking and the just rules. came back the only reason she got just to talk was because she rubbed that bitch's foot she was like you look like you could take a load off and jess was like that's true and then she got her 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 toes her tootsies and she was like so um <clears throat> What was that? What was that trip to Amsterdam about? I mean, how did that? How did that work out? And so Jess lets it drop. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's Villanelle with Villanelle's skills and constant contacts. Freelancing makes sense. And the look on Eve's face, though, when she's talking about this shit, where she's just like, she's smug and satisfied. She's like, yeah, Villanelle. She must be totally bored, though. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Messing around with these fucking, what is the word she says? Uh, gun for hire. Right. That's a little basic bitch for her. Uh-huh. And, and I just want to say, we literally said basic, basic bitch shit. And I'm so glad to know that we were completely in sync with Eve on that, that that is basic bitch shit that Villano has no interest in. And that's completely and totally accurate. Uh, and that's what we said. Too fucking basic. 
And Jess is like, well, I'm sure the blood money makes it easier. But Eve is already back to the ghost and says that the ghost was, you know, she's off topic and back on topic, Mm -hmm. which is, hey, the ghost was scared of Villanelle. And I think Jess is like, okay, but what's that got to do with the price of spilled milk? And she's like, yeah. So if anyone can crack the ghost, if anyone can get through to her, it's motherfucking the demon, the demon with no face. And it's funny that she does like, kind of like the version, the body language version of air quotes, where she talks about the demon with no face. And it's like, she's only a demon to everyone else. To Eve, she's not a demon. She's like an adorable demon. But Eve is like the demon. Yeah. Heavy quotation marks. And Jess is like, bitch, demon with, take take away the quotation marks like just straight demon just straight scary the ghost is scared because i'm scared kenny's scared everyone who has a sense of an actual normal barometer for like fear and things that make sense think that she's scary just like anyone would think the ghost is scary anyone who's marked dozens of people should be scary to you anyone who is that efficient at death should scare you and he was like no no no, she's boring like she got problems she's really not checking herself she's really not well, you know, they say when you walk through life with rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. That, too. That's a <laughs> that's the thing people fucking say. Uh, so she's like, well, you know, the ghost is scared of Villanelle. Like, mm, as she should be. And it's like, Villanelle would know how to get the information out of her. It's like, mm, yeah, that could be true. But what's the ghost have to do with Villanelle? And at that point, Eve was like, let's fling all these foots on the floor. She's done with the rubs. She's like, let's hire. Well, yeah, that was the trigger. Anytime someone's like, what does this have to do with Villanelle? What's have to do with Oksana? She's like, bitch. And so she, she threw Jess's feet so fucking hard. And the actress played that well. Cause she was like, oh, bitch, like I'm pregnant. She, <laughs> she threw her fucking tootsie. She was like, bitch, get the fuck off me. Now that you've asked me about Villanelle, let me tell you my plan that I've been ruminating on. We should just hire her. We should hire her. If she's for hire, let's hire her. Let's do it. I need to see her. It's been weeks. Maybe not weeks, but like enough days to have Eve stressed out. And Jess is like, what? Are you, How, are you joking? What? I can't tell. She's like, I can't tell you. You're joking. You're okay. So this is your serious face. This is okay. You're not joking. And she's like, well, how are we supposed to do it? Like, what, 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 this doesn't make any sense. She's like, let's put a hit out on me. Let's try to kill me. We got to play by her <laughs> rules. It's such a great plan. It's so fucking fantastic. And, you know, we do a quick time jump to the rest of the team in, like, a bigger section of the room. And, you know, Kenny's in the room now. And he's like, Eve, Eve, are you mad? This doesn't make any sense. Don't do this. And Eve is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, hell. I already thought it through. This is what we're doing. It's happening. And he looks to Jess. And Jess is like, look, I... I tried. And Hugo's like, oh, I think it's kind of cool. So I Great. just wanted to say that Hugo, now, I don't want to say, I'm not going to use terms like leveling up, but we're seeing more of a sense of his purpose where she had someone in her corner like a Kenny helping her do all of her extra but Kenny stuff. Kenny actually has brains. He does, and Hugo Kenny doesn't. I know. But technically, Hugo is supposedly intelligent because, you know, he's Ivy League. We've yet to see the fruits of this intelligence be you know revealed to us in any shape or form but he's like you know i'm young i'm hip and i think that you're doing a young and hip thing miss eve Pilastri. and you know his he's got that casual That's, demeanor I, I can't. versus kenny who's like standing here like pleading for his friend's life like I mean, that's because Kenny's the only one that actually cares about her, in my opinion. It's not even so much for me about Hugo being young and whatever the fuck he is. 
obnoxious. It's about the fact that Kenny actually cares, that Kenny was a part of the initial team, and he was able to see the, the person, at least that Eve was masquerading as in public, when they first met versus the person she's becoming now. Yeah. And that is someone who is fast breaking the rules, fast on a slippery slope, fast whose morality is consistently evolving and changing to be something slightly less moral, slightly less good, and she's perfectly fine with it. And Kenny isn't because he's not on that slippery slope. Right. He's had he's several not jobs. He's leveling up. He's not evolving into but it's something not even, darker. But it's not leveling up because he's already at the level. He's a he's a hacker. He's an MI6 hacker. So I imagine he's been on several teams where he's been privy to sensitive information or murderous people and he just does his fucking thing. But whether or not you're in a fucking case where you have obsession, that's something else entirely. Like you can work a fucking case and it's a hard case or it's a difficult case or where the fuck is this person hiding at? But it's something else entirely when you involve those different emotional things and psychological things that can come into play like obsession fixations i mean just an obsession in and of itself all the stuff that comes with obsession both positive and negative are what lead to eve being this ridiculous where you know later on the episode jess calls her out like hey ho you might want to be careful about what you're doing here because um you seem to think it all makes sense but you just got here you just got to mi6 and before that you were riding the desk at mi5 so let me give you a little something something a little clue that this is actually <laughs> how it works at mi6 and what you're thinking is just normal. It's not. It's not. And if people are treating you like that, you should probably be concerned. So, yeah. I mean, that's a little uh, scoop jump to what Jess is talking about. But it's essentially that same thing, that Kenny is the only one who's like, Eve, you could die or you could end up in this really bad place. Remember Bill? And she's like, uh, mm. I haven't thought about Bill since I made an excuse for stabbing Villanelle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so after actually. that, that was the last time that I thought about Bill. For it was a really the last time. Right, it was the last time I could use the excuse of you killed my friend to Villanelle. Mm -hmm. So it was like, she lost that Bill's dead leverage. So Bill's not a prominent thought in her head. So yeah. I mean, Bill's not a prominent thought because I feel like, and I'll get into it more later that she's not, neurotypical herself and where that goes where is it is it psychopathy is it sociopathy where is she trending towards there's a lot of things to wonder but i think that's 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 really it is that the amount of empathy that perhaps exists on a spectrum for the average person does not actually exist for eve and she's been playing pretend and you know now that there's this other stuff coming out to the open that she can be like oh i want to concentrate on this she's not playing pretend as well as she used to and people are seeing through the cracks and maybe, you know, she's one of those people that like, you know, like the Jim Morrison quote, you wear a mask so long that you learn to love the mask. And if anyone tries to take it from you, you hate them because now you think the mask is you. That could be the situation with yeah. Eve where she's been wearing this mask of normal empathy, good person for so long that she's like, this is me. And someone like Villanelle is trying to take the mask and be like, bitch, that ain't you. And she's like, bitch, I hate you for it. I hate you so much for trying to show me myself. But that really is herself. We saw the crawling in the first two episode not, uh, the first two yeah, minutes first of the episode yeah. i keep going back to it because i'm still not over it you guys will see more of this from me because i don't know that i will ever be over this until i see eve crawling her knees to, to villanelle i mean i just feel like they need to pay it forward they need to help me not just be stuck on that with something equally as amazing oh yeah she does make that front of saying yeah um your mom's totally on board with this plan i put a poll out there to say hmm. oh yeah because kenny asked he's like what does mom think and he's like mom's totally fine mom's great with it which it, it sort of reads like yes a lie no. but you yes never know no. yes and no i mean it's not a lie because it's not right but it's just sort of like it's like what i say carolyn's a fucking puppet master carolyn is playing the long game and whatever that long game involves it doesn't prioritize eve's health 
or success in a way that like Kenny might see it. Your health and success is you still living in this house with your husband and your marriage still together and you still mostly uh, sane or doing making sane decisions. That's not Eve at all. And Carolyn doesn't mind it. She actually hired her because she was like, you jumped to insane conclusions. That was her actual statement. And so I don't think that Carolyn is prioritizing a healthy Eve. She's prioritizing the type of Eve that get her that gets that's her effective. what she wants. Yeah, no, you're right. And that potentially is an Eve that's breaking the rules, completely unhinged to a certain degree, which is how we saw her this episode, just like running through breaking rules to the point where even Villanelle's like, girl, it's legal. And she's like, What? <laughs> what do you care? So I don't know. I thought one of us was like, a fucking this cop. is your job and you should I don't know. I thought learn one of the us cared about justice. Right. No, no, I was not even rules. Not even rules. She's going to break the rules. As Jess points out, she don't know the damn rules because she was never interested in the rules. That's what I've been saying the whole podcast is that Eve is not interested in the rules. So how can you look to break rules that you don't even know exist? That's she true. doesn't care. She's the never favorite. read the manual. Yeah. She's never been to the fucking, the, the orientation for MI6 agents. <laughs> she didn't go. Them. She didn't read the packet. She didn't go to the HR fucking things. She didn't go to the retreat. She didn't, she didn't do any of that things. stuff. Right. <laughs> she didn't do any of that stuff. She's probably not even getting a check, but that's none of my no, business. No, she's getting a check. She's you getting think? a check. Hmm. She's getting a check the same way Villanelle gets a check. Right. Cash. <laughs> cash. Cash in an envelope. But uh, um, there's a hole here. Yeah. So we do a hard cut to Constantine rushing Villanelle to a location and tells her to wait outside. And Villanelle feels a way about it. But now I have to put in the timeline of why was it so urgent that Constantine bring Villanelle to verify. I'm thinking this is a verification visit where it's like, we see this posting. We need to know that this isn't some sort of, what is what? this? What do you mean to verify? That there has to be. Sense. I think that when he found her, he found her because he already knew who the target was. And then he was like, oh, good. I caught you when you were in a good mood. This is this is good. <laughs> See, I'm of, a, I'm of the different thought. The way I read uh, Constantine's face and how that scene was played was that he didn't know. Now, I have my own. He was asking how she felt, was feeling. Like, he was trying to do a, a, his personal version of, like, analyzing where she is mentally because he knew what was coming. See, no, I disagree. Like, that's an interesting theory, but I just don't agree with it. I think that Constantine has been handling Villanelle since he got her from jail. Yeah. And I think Constantine, there were some interesting parallels to draw from what the little psychopath uh, seminar that the guy was giving later in the episode was doing because there are a lot of things there that are relevant to how Constantine and Villanelle's relationship work. That if there's ways to control a psychopath, you know, they talk about things like admiration oh, yeah. and money they work and some that you of the can't time. control yeah. them forever but it's there and so i do believe that constantine is the best person to deal with villanelle this time because unlike eve to a certain extent he just doesn't get all the things about her personality like the way she does her practical jokes and what that actually means for villanelle practical jokes like he gets it and so i don't know that he was expecting it because the way he plays it when she's like is this you did you do this and she hits him with the fucking newspaper. He looks at the picture like, oh, what? So in my personal opinion, and I, I think, think he was faking that. No, I don't think he was faking that. He has no reason to fake with Villanelle. But I, I mean, not where that's concerned because he's already been like, you got to kill Eve. Like, you got to get over her. Like, she's horrible. I think that he knew who he was talking to the contact. I think the contact he spoke with was potentially Carolyn or someone else. And I think he was up there because when he comes out the building, she initially is like, after he tells her to wait out there, she... She's like, wow, she's eating an ice cream. And she's like, it's been You're a minute. Being very suspicious. She tells No, but him. the first thing she says was like five minutes. 
And so she's indicating with that line that it's been a More lot longer than five, than five minutes. Yeah. And so that to me doesn't necessarily say he knew it was Eve because he wouldn't have handed it to her so nonchalantly if he was and then had that look on his face like, oh, what? But it's like I think he knew the person he was talking to, that whoever is yeah, the contact, kind of that it's Carolyn or it's someone else. And they were talking about other things. Maybe they were schmanging. And then he gets the shit. And he's like, oh, wow, she didn't even tell me that it was going to be Eve because whoever gave him the fucking job knows who it was. But they probably didn't discuss that. But they discussed other things because he looked, he didn't react in a way that said to me personally that Constantine knows that this is the situation. It seems like he doesn't even look at the picture. He does his little banter with whoever the contact is. They do what they do. He gets the thing and hands it to Villanelle. And then when she opens it, he's like, oh, I guess that's that's the killer. Cool. Because even when he would give her the postcards, he wouldn't necessarily know. She would go with the postcards. She would look it up and then he'd be like, okay, this is what we're doing. So I don't know that he needs to have all that. Hmm. because that doesn't make sense and also Constantine has no direct interest in Eve whatsoever except as it relates to manipulating Villanelle and so if someone was reaching out on that that's Carolyn or unknown party who's like hey I know you have this girl I know you know she's entangled with this other one and we I need this thing from the other one so we need to get them to work together so we can get all the stuff that we want Carolyn by proxy yeah I'm, I'm okay with that then yeah uh, that's why I was saying it was a verification phone call because yes, it was longer than five minutes. That was part of why I was like, "There's a phone a call." Here. It was in person. That was the thing. You think she it was, was like, a, "Oh, no, it was definitely in person." Because he was like, "I got to go up and see someone," and she was like, "Who?" And he was like, "Oh, you stay out here." And that's why she was already mad because mm. she's been asking questions since season one, which would be like, "Who is it? Well, who are you working for? Who are you talking to?" Because Villanelle absolutely wants that information because that gives her more control. Right. Who is constantly this talking to? This is not to? feeling very fifty-fifty. You and these secrets. You got to be well, doing all this killing. You're giving me this little check. But you having all these conversations, what, uh, my negotiator? Constantine like, never said he was 50-50 on a secret. He said 50-50 on the money. That's all, <laughs> why would you expect a, a spy to be 50-50 on secrets? Information is everything. Yes, I remember. But he's okay. a handler. He's not going to get no information, especially to someone like Villanelle who runs off with information and does things that she wants to do. Like he's got to keep her, he's got to keep her on a bit of a short leash. Like how Raymond was trying to do, but actually with, with style and, a bit of an inclination into how you can actually try to get Villanelle under some semblance of control, which Constantine is better at than Raymond, to be sure. And so after he comes back outside and she slaps him with the newspaper and is like, is this a joke? Did you do this? And, you know, I thought Constantine looked a little shocked and it made me wonder why the meeting was so long. That same song comes on that also plays in episode five with the lyrics, if I loved you more, I'd be alive. If I loved you less, I'd fade away. And so that seems to be their sort of like thing when they're having these moments. And yeah, that's my personal headcanon that Carolyn was in there and they probably had sex or something. She was being coy about like, yeah, you know, us in the 12. And then like he leaves and he's like, bitch, you could have told me it was Eve. You could have told me that you was running a whole plan with the MI6, but that could also totally be absolute and total bullshit. Then we go to commercial. And that's when we have that deleted scene with Carolyn and, and Jess. Uh, Jess. That's so fucked up. And then when we come back from commercial, we are back at MI6 and Eve is mad at the photo Hugo has chosen to put the hit out on her saying that she looks hungover. And that's because she totally is concerned about what Villanelle thinks when she sees her picture. And she's like, you couldn't have chose one with my leg down or my leg down with my hair down. And Hugo says something about like, that was not a bunch of choices, bitch. Like <laughs> slim pickings, which wow. Shady much? Hugo. Mm-mm. And then we have uh, Martin walk in who is going to be giving his psychopath seminar and only half his shirt is tucked in, which I guess works with the fact that he says that there was some sort of incident 
at the hospital he works at and he had to change his clothes. And yeah, it shows, buddy. It shows. Maybe you made up that story, but it also shows. He's like, yeah, Carolyn sent me. And I'm like, but this is all ill-fitting. Like Everything looked really bad. Like if he had to pick this all out himself, he picked wrongly. So I guess. That's fucked up. I mean. Not everybody can have the same fashion. Yeah. Oh, all right. He was doing his best. And so before we really get a chance to react to whoever this guy is that apparently Carolyn sent. We are flipped back to Constantine and Villanelle, who are basically, uh, I guess, he's trying to convince her to take this job. And she's like, nope, not doing it. You better go tell whoever said this. I'm not taking it. Talk to whoever posted it or their boss and tell them we don't want to do it. Change the minds. We'll pick something else. Like she's thinking. She didn't even say all that. She was just like, no, not doing (laughs) it. Nope. Uh, You can tell your friend, but I'm not doing it. And. Constantine is just sort of like, you need to because you're a mess. Look at you. You're a fucking mess. And she's making you weak. So you have to now. You have to do it because this is not like you. You would never be this unprofessional. And you won't even remember her name in a week. So you just got to get it done. that he was saying all that because he was salty. Because these aren't the reactions that Villanelle gave when she got the postcard and Constantine was the face. She just was like, all right, this is my job. I'm going to do it. And then he was like, well, where was your protest when I was in the crosshairs? There was none of that. Well, he eventually says that. He eventually says. <laughs> exactly that um, i mean i guess constantine conveniently forgot that you know someone received the bullet between their eyes when she got that postcard for him you know the, the guy who was taking on the job of being anton? yes but anton got a bullet between the eyes because he, he was wasn't disrespectful, disrespectful. you were right. had nothing to do it with constantine i was trying to give him something nah. <laughs> the fact of the matter is is that it's like when i was interacting uh, with a listener online and there's ideas like if there's a spectrum of emotional weight that Villanelle feels that maybe Constantine is at a, a one to three you could put Nadia anywhere between you know two to four maybe two to five and Eve is actually peaking on the scale that is that is causing a problem it's gotten her attention because it's not happened before and so I do believe she cares about Constantine and I do believe as we discussed that she was upset to lose Constantine because she felt like he was a good person at least good to her and mostly positive in her life that she was still like well well I can I will move on from this because my my tether emotionally to you while it's exists it exists and it certainly doesn't exist for most of the other humans on the planet it exists for you but I can still I can still shake that same for Anna because Anna is not Constantine Anna is someone who she was romantic with mm-hmm. and you know had all those lovey-dovey feels and even she was like bitch I could shoot you and so Constantine is definitely feeling away because who doesn't want to be extra special to a girl like Villanelle and prior to eve he was the most special they have tons of banter where there's like oh well who worries about you and oh this that, and the other and so i do feel like that there's that constantine is like wow like i don't even think i saw you twitch when you was trying to make me take those pills or shoot me in the belly but you're out here all the way protesting for eve and there wasn't a single protest for me what the fuck you better be very careful with what you're trying to make her remember because the moment you make her remember that she was trying to kill you she's going to remember that you hit her with a log and guess what you're gonna get you're gonna get yours when she remembers when she when that shakes back in line you're gonna get yours there's I'm not, that I'm not forgotten but i also feel like Villanelle just like moves the fuck on like I just I honestly think that when she decides something is done like it's done yeah and that's I mean she says as a Constantine where he's like hey remember you 
killed me didn't have much of an issue she's like god are you gonna get over that and she says it really loud because she really wants him to get over she's like stop bringing it the fuck up it's not that big a deal it wasn't that big a deal to me i wish it would stop being that big a deal to you like you could have died you didn't you're alive cool like why does it have to be drama and he's like because it's my life Hmm, but you know i i mean i just sort of feel like she doesn't she'll never give as many fucks as people want her to give even though they're like could you just give an additional fuck and she's like "Mm, don't got the space can't do it And so after, you know, Constantine is like, hey, motherfucker, like you gotta, I can't believe this. You, you didn't try to do, you didn't try to save me and you need to kill her anyway. You're a mess. You need to, you'll forget her name in a week. It's fine. And we're back to MI6 with Martin making his psychopath presentation. He like opens with like psychopath and there's like an Aston Martin. I mean, it's designed to be lackluster, but it's just, it's more so, I wouldn't even, I mean, not just lackluster, I would call it like haphazard like he's like it was it was meant to be delivered like he was a bit of a bumbling fool he's coming in saying that he's the expert on psychopaths but everyone in the seminar is like you look like the furthest thing from an expert and that's because as we discover later he was doing some evaluations on the team particularly eve but he goes through his little chart and he's like hey health and safety don't want to end up in hot water and he's like the class answer with me and they're like hot water it's great i can see the image there on the picture hot water and then he goes on to talk about how psychopaths are incapable of interpersonal human relationships and that it's not about i and you like it is for us but it's about i and it and that you know they just sort of objectify people and he uses a lot of weird silly props that he drops on the floor to illustrate his ideas and the whole group is just like why bro why are you like this and he's like okay they've got superficial charm they've got dishonesty and an inability to form lasting human relationships and eve doesn't like any of this stuff she's like lies 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 because i'm not just thinking about psychopaths i'm thinking about villanelle not psychopaths as a group just villanelle and you're wrong this isn't right information and he sort of hones in on like that last part about you know, inability to form lasting human relationships. They have a poverty of emotion and Eve gets more visibly upset. And there's like a picture of a dead body that just pops up real quick. And everyone else in the room is like, Oh God, Oh, look, he's bleeding. What the fuck? But and Eve misses, is, Oh, I don't have the stomach for it. It's like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. She sits up, <laughs> she sits up, right. she looks at it and she evaluates it. That, that's what I saw is that she's like, oh, she perked up. Everyone else went down like in their body language and she sat up with her body language, which is like, girl, you way too interested. And the next photo is like a villanelle and she can't, she can't look at that shit. She was staring at the dead body to be like, how did you do that? That's, that's skillful. That's artful. And there's a picture of villanelle. She's like, I can't look at my girl's face. Mm-hmm. I stabbed her. He's like, psychopaths are, are kind of fucked up narcissistic. Right like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's like narcissistic. I mean, we're talking about Villanelle, but also are we talking about Eve? Because they're like narcissistic, that she is, pathologically manipulative. Well, well, she's getting and, there. And um, even though there are these things, they do respond to a certain amount of manipulation. And again, this goes into my theories about Carolyn, because Carolyn is no fucking fool. Carolyn is highly intelligent and highly experienced. And if this motherfucker knows about, hey, you can manipulate psychopaths or these type of personality types with these actions, she is doing the same exact thing with Eve. But anyway, before I even go on to my Carolyn tangent, Eve at this point basically looks dazed out. Like she's like she's checked out of his fucking seminar because she's off thinking about Villanelle and she doesn't really check back in until he lowers his eyes to be like, hello, hello, mm-hmm. Eve Palastri. Are you in the fucking class? He doesn't call her name out, but he's like, um, hey, so I'm talking still. I'm giving a presentation. Actually, I'm evaluating you. So let me get in mm-hmm. real fucking close and continues about how you can't change them, but you can manage them. Money, praise, attention will help for a while, but there's no containing a person. 
about who's like this for any length of time. And that's when Eve is interested again. She's like, really, though, for any length of time, but maybe for a short period of time, though, right? Like a short time would work. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, and she's but like, hold up, hold up. You're the expert. Right. You're no, supposed to be the expert, like you're in here with your PowerPoint. <laughs> and he's like, that's true. I am, but also we don't really know. Stuff is still up for grabs in the <laughs> psychoanalytical a, right. community. This is such a booming field. Where <laughs> that's it's like there's a like. lot of people that require a lot of analysis. And what we figured out is that no two people are alike. So <laughs> while we have some general ideas about psychopaths, they're, you know, there, Some, who knows sometimes the best answers are no answers we're gonna move on <laughs> well that's not that's not before he says some more rude stuff to hurt both eve and villanelle's feeling by proxy because he's like they're not like he's basically like take anything that makes a human a human and take it away because that's not a psychopath they're like i think he refers to them as facsimiles or staplers he's like it's like trying to understand a wasp and he really puts it on these really just sort of like fucked up terms to the point where jess is like um if it's this hopeless if it's this pointless if psychopaths are just this way, why are you involved? Like, why are you in the shit? And he's like, uh, hold all the questions. To the <laughs> hold all the questions in the seminar. That's it. We were done taking questions. You can ask questions at the end. And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And from there, I believe we are to the bellhop. Yes, we are. We are. We are to Villanelle's hotel room, wherever she's staying. And in my mind, she took that big fat envelope. <laughs> Constantine gave her he was like you got a tip and so she went to the most expensive hotel in whatever European city they're in I'm not sure what it is and she was like give me the penthouse give me the top fucking suite thank you very much where are the boutiques that are close by I'm looking for something in black and she's already like she started her super melodramatic super extra super gay morning that she's doing of Eve before she's fucking dead and she's like well I just have to get used to this idea that I guess you'll be gone and that means that Constantine for sure was getting to her. And maybe that's a combination of like Villanelle being a professional and like trying to do her job always, even though she doesn't want to, like how she did with Constantine. And then, I mean, I'm still not convinced that she actually would have gone through and killed Eve if Eve didn't reveal that she was the person who put the hit out on herself. But she does go through the motions. Like she's she going to, like she's considering those it. motions. At least she's considering it super heavily. And the bellhop comes to the door and he's got Shampy. And it's like, girl, you drink champagne tomorrow, but okay, that's what you brought to I mean, he thought it was a celebration. She was like, room service, and then she all mopey answers the door. In dramatic, uh, Villanelle fashion, and he's, his smile immediately vanishes, and he's like, uh, room service? And then she like nods like a... Yeah, know, she invites him in, like, and uh, the next cut we see is her on the couch, him in his lap, and he's petting her head. And she's like softer. <laughs> yeah, he's being a little rough with it. And that she's grieving. She's like softer. But, I'm grieving right and now. This like, is I'm what literally grieving. I got a flash of which was gross was I was thinking about Julian and nice and neat with the way how he was like kind of matting her hair when it was messy when he was trying to brush it. That was without and consent. I was like, he didn't I ask know. her to brush her I hair. I know. <laughs> I know. And she didn't want it. And I also know. there was probably dead girl hair in that brush ew. from other other no. girls he murdered. I mean, yes. What definitely. Do you mean? But what do you ew. Mean? no. I meant no as in no, I don't want that image, but yes, you're That's telling the truth. That's what happened. He oh, never cleaned the brush. And so Tony was a nice guy. He also was like, I don't want to lose my job because she's in this fucking penthouse and yeah. she's probably a high roller and she'll mm -hmm. totally get me fired if i say that if i i gotta go this makes me uncomfortable and so he stays even though he's visibly uncomfortable and he's patting her head and she eventually asks him if he has someone and he says no and then she follows with eventually like are you lonely because our girl is lonely 
And he says sometimes, but that it's hard finding the right person. And she replies, yeah, it is. All sullen. It's so hard. It's so hard finding the right murder girlfriend. And so from there, we cut back to Eve getting home from work. I guess at a normal time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Nico's still awake. He's reading a book, and they have some of their married couple small talk. Hey, hey, how was your day? How was your day? It's good, not bad, not bad. And that's basically that's their conversation. And Nico, there's a doorbell or whatever. Oh no! Before there's a doorbell, he says that he's heading out to Oxford the following day to chaperone the a spelling bee because somebody got sick. And he's like, "Well, you know, I don't have to stay the whole time." And she's like, "No, no, no." Go. It's all right. Well, yeah, because he would have to spend the night, which is really what she wants. She's like, yes, yeah, spend the night. Don't be back. Here. Then there's a doorbell and he's like, oh, Indian food, because no one in that house cooks unless it's shepherd's pie, evidently. And she says something about, oh, did you get lime pickles. And he's like, of course, I'm not an asshole. And I'm like, is that a joke? Is that a joke? <sighs> so presumably they get their fucking food and we go back to the library where Martin, the psychopath expert, is meeting with Carolyn in a very like cool book stack very tall looks like it's an old building and he's giving him the deets on the seminar and carolyn is typical carolyn where she's like the first thing out her mouth is like your trousers are rather tight what's up with that (laughs) she has your feeling on his fashions yeah and he's like oh we're not allowed to wear belts in broadmoor and for those of you who don't know broadmoor hospital is a is a high security psychiatric hospital in Berkshire, England, and I know it's like one of the the top three, and I think the most well-known and the oldest of the three psychiatric hospitals in England. And so, you know, that's, I guess that's a little bit of background, that he's there at that place where people are super high maintenance, I suppose. So I kind of like Martin, especially because Martin let it be known, as was my suspicions when I first watched it, was that he was just like up to something else. Like in my purview, I was like, if he was sent by Carolyn and he's supposed to be an expert, there's no way he's this foolish. Like he just has to be up to something. And sure, it's like any good uh, behavior observer or psychiatrist is actually testing you the entire time that you think you're evaluating them. And that's essentially what was happening with Eve and Martin is that he's in there and he's like, I'm here on Carolyn's behalf to see, are you, what are you, what is your personality code as? And are you too close to this villanelle? And I don't think Carolyn even needed, like that's, that's notes you don't need Carolyn. Like you already know she's too close to villanelle. Is that even a question? Cause that was part of what she said. Like, what do you think? What's your, what's your prognosis? And he's like, she's too close. I mean, among the too close, he says that she reacted badly to all the shit talking he said about Villanelle. She's got no feelings. She can have no friends. And he mentions trying to imbue a type of sophomoric superiority, which he definitely does with Eve by making himself seem so hapless and like he doesn't know anything, which she definitely exhibited that sort of like, Mm -hmm. I know more than you and I'm not paying attention anymore. I was sitting watching at home and felt all of that. Oh, yeah, she was smug. She was condescending. And like I said, she tuned the fuck out. Like, she completely was, like, looking over here until he said something that was relevant to her. And then, and literally was like, I'm in in front of your face. Hello, But he's over here talking about psychopaths. And it's an image of her girlfriend. And he's like, these types of people are liars. Like, he's trying to be the expert on who her girlfriend is. And she's like, well, she's my girlfriend. So I would know way more about her than you ever could. I mean, if you were such the expert, maybe you could have caught her caught up with I her. I mean, I feel like that's part didn't. of this too is that she, by knowing Villanelle, she knows herself. And anytime someone says something negative about Villanelle, it is to say something negative about Eve because of how 
at, at least at this point, outside of Villanelle, she's the only one who really gets this. Well, and I'm going to add Carolyn at this point that really gets this. And so she she can't sit by it because it's an insult to her. What do you mean I can't have feelings? What do you mean I can't have intimate relationships? I'm literally obsessed with this bitch that I've been obsessed with for <laughs> fucking months. Clearly, you don't know what you're talking about. And so I like that Carolyn has been on this thing. And who knows how long she's been on this thing of like, let me get a profile of Eve. So I know how to deal with this bitch and manipulate her because she's lied to me way too many times for her to catch me by surprise ever again. So I need to be this many steps ahead of how she's thinking to know what she's thinking before she knows what she's thinking so I can get what I want out of it. That's what I think. And I think the guy basically tries to ask her like, hey, what you going to do with this thing? She's too close. Like, what's what, what y'all going to do? And Carolyn makes that remark about the bookshelves, <laughs> the stacks. Fun. You ever thought about these things just falling on you? Like, just crushing you to death with two shoes sticking out like the Wizard of, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Oz classic Carolyn I swear and so from there we are we're back to Eve's house and it's the door again because they're eating I think they get takeout it yeah it rings because they think that oh maybe he forgot like something from the bag like maybe extra sauce or like a tip that he wants or whatever so you know she goes to answer That's the not, door tipping doesn't work like that in yeah. UK. Uh, well I guess that <laughs> that could be true and then she's like, well, there's no one out here. She goes all the way outside. Interesting enough. And she's looking for someone. Wait a minute. She opened the door. Terrence, but like she this. went all the way outside and closed the door behind her looking for someone. I don't. I feel like she doesn't close the door till she sees the damn flowers. I don't like, know. I have to rewatch that. But right, I feel like she was being normal to be like, who's at the out. door? Are you person bringing more Indian food? No. Right. Like it was when I tell you that it was weird to me. I was like. Why would you? What? That's not, that's not weird. She hears the doorbell. She comes out the door. There's no one immediately there. She closed the door because it's cold in the UK. She doesn't want to draft. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to save on heat bills. She closed the fucking door to be like, hey, are, is someone out here? Are you walking away? Potential Uber Eats driver. Are you? Hello. Oh, it's me. It's me, Eve. I'm still here. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, flowers. I see. Mm. But I'm just, I'm always just like, right. Flowers, no postage. Uh, who just drops flowers off and runs? Like, duh, only one person mm-hmm. she knows. And she already knew. Like, she wasn't, there wasn't a confusion over who left the fucking flowers. She opened right. the box. Her underwear, you know, just immediately, yep. immediately, immediately, obviously, immediately, obviously, because she about faces starts filling up her hair. She's like, let me take my hair down. Oh, my right. God. Oh, my God. Villanelle. Oh, my God. And to me, this is because it's the chase. Like she just told Hugo last episode. What is it? Is it being watching? Or is it being watched? What is it? And she's like, both of that shit, both of that shit. And to me, those flowers represent. Villanelle taking the job like she's yeah. letting Eve know she's coming to get her like you know and not I mean in many multiple in ways multiple in multiple ways, ways but one of those ways are like bereavement because those that that's in I mean Villanelle's so fucking extra that's in her repertoire of like here's some bereavement flowers with roses which aren't typically given for the dead like other roses you can give when people die or not other roses excuse me other flowers you can give when people mm-hmm. die that are recommended but she gives roses because roses are romantic but like a shit ton, like you would for when someone dies and it spells out her name. Like who else has this type of fucking drama? This fucking. Yeah, it's know. set up like it spells it out. And to it's me, Mount it looks Vesuvius like a, it looks drama. like a living rose bush that you can, again, just dig up a plot 
of dirt in your yard and just plant the entire bush and it will just continue to grow like that. The most unrealistic part of the episode is that she just runs back inside. She didn't even put it aside to be like, oh, what if I forget about this next morning? Nico comes out and he's like, hey, what the fuck? Like she turns around and she, I mean, I guess this is a credit to how she's feeling. She's so turned on. She needs to state it right away. She doesn't care about taking the boxes in or throwing them on the side. She's like, I see the boxes. I got the boxes. You're letting me know you're coming. I got that part. Now I need to get off because, well, that's how it be going. You just gave me hope and I appreciate you. What What? if she needed a way to get the box in without Nico noticing? So she decides to get him upstairs. Sounds really elaborate. No. Well, (laughs) yes. I don't know that I agree. I listen, I'm going to so on my she hopes, is, she, on my tangent. Yes. She tricks him. No, she doesn't need to go through all that to trick Nico. Like, He's so uninvolved. Go. Like he wouldn't have come to the door. She could have just stayed outside and walked around the back and just done anything with it. And Nico would not know. He wouldn't care. I just feel like I she mean, was like, I'm true. so turned on that I can't even think about what to do with these flowers. I have to about face and hop on the nearest dick. Since Villanelle isn't here with a strap, <sighs> I guess, I guess that's going to be Nico. <sighs> Because that's what he's there for. If you're married and you don't even at least have a built-in dick, you know, to ride, if both of y'all are in the mood, I mean, what's the marriage for anyway? Oh, I guess emotional support. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that as Eve, like, isn't that something you should be able to ask for, especially when you got a husband that's like, instead of making me eggs, you got slob this knob, though. And so he, and he tried to play games talking about, I've had a lot of, what was it that he was eating? I don't know. He was like, he Some sort of pasta. I think it was madras. He's like, yeah. I've had a kilo of madras. I can't. Cause she's like, she gives him the bedroom eyes. She's like, listen, uh, you want to go upstairs? And he's like, what girl? We just ate. Like, you and know, that's she- not what people do. People don't fuck after they just eat heavy shit, especially Indian food. Y'all know. Oh yeah. Um, but Eva's like, you're right. And normally this would gross me out so fucking much, but these flowers, I gotta, the right. chase is on. The chase is on. My girl is coming. It's my total kink. She's, she's watching me. She probably, she probably saw me. As I came out this door and all of that is turning me on. All of that, knowing that Vanel's probably in the vicinity of something coming to get me. That's her shit. And Nico's just like, oh, great. And runs up the stairs. I say after he corrects himself and is like, well, you know, I've had the mall draws. I don't know. And Eve is like, really? It's been eight months. I feel like that's what her look said to him. She's like, you know, it's been eight months. You were just bitching to me two weeks ago about this. The other week about this. Are you sure? And he was like, you know what? You're right. Coming. Coming, honey. And they go to have sex, and thank God, off screen. Yes, we that don't was an ever need moment. Nico sex scenes, and I just want to keep that same energy of no Nico sex scenes for episode six. I hope you like missionary, and I just want to say I don't. As far as even uh, and, and yeah, no, okay, well, even Nico concerned, I don't like missionary. I don't want to see the missionary. I don't want to have the missionary. Missionary is not what's happening. Actually, let me belay that. Belay that. Missionary can happen. Missionary is probably about as interesting as it gets with them up until next episode, which is Villanelle, your impact. You might want to reevaluate your impacts and how you're doing that. But I lost my train of thought. It's done. I don't uh, want to see it. I just don't yeah, think I don't, they, I don't. Let, I, let it be a cutaway. Let it be a cutaway. Let it be implied. Let it be implied with bedroom hair or whatever. Oh, Nico and I had a wild night last night. He finally figured out my fucking king brought out his uh. belt some shit like that i'm like eve keep that shit to yourself i feel like that would be people at the water cooler at mi6 where she's like so you guys and they're like um nobody asked for that information nobody wants to know about your sex life with nico keep that shit to yourself so 
Where are we after that? Uh, we uh, get Villanelle, Villanelle and Constantine entering like what looks oh, right. like it's an antique shop. antique shop. Well, it's a front. I don't know if you see it. Like it looks like there's, you know, like clocks and things of that nature. And the guy's holding like a dog. It's and then- like every weapons forge out there whether yeah. you're in fucking black lightning or goddamn five movies right you enter a code in some big door and you open it up and it's like and there's a motley crew of weapons for you to choose and it really i mean i call it a weapons boutique because it seemed like not your average weapons it's like ornate maybe if you have a bit of a personality like villanelle and you want to kill a style you go to a boutique and not just like your walmart type of place for weapons but just like a specialized place where he's like this knife was actually dug out of the ground in 1872 and it used to belong to this fucking pirate or whatever the fuck and you're she's like oh yes and stabbing eve with this really (laughs) really because i feel like villanelle too she's like i can't cheapen this experience because and constantine knows that he's like look I get it. You're fucked up. Here's this big wad of money. Go spend what you need to go get your extravagant clothes. Let's go to this weapons boutique and get the most expensive thing. Cause I think she probably spent half her budget on that fucking blade. Oh, I, yeah. Half her budget on the blade. She was like, how much is this? They were like, well, it's an antique, you know, how much is it? Well, you know, it's, it's from the eight. How much is it? $35,000. She's like, bet here's, here's 35. Thank you. I need this for my work. Thank you. See, that's a deleted scene. We would have loved to see. Just saying. Actually, there's other deleted scenes I would have loved to see from this episode. Like, there's a list, and unfortunately, Villanelle shopping for knives to stab Eve with is at the bottom. It's at the bottom because up there, up there, are things like I don't know the drive from Eve's house oh, yeah, to the forest was want, two and a half yeah, hours. I told you, to if you look at the maps, it's two and a half hours. What went on? There's plenty of things. What happened when they cut from the scene from the kitchen sink to outside? There's plenty of deleted scenes that I want. One of them is not, unfortunately, no, no. I could do like if I had to trade well without. Them, well, I, I, I don't. I, I want the other stuff. I want the stuff where she's actually talking to Eve for deleted fucking scenes. So from there, she goes to the weapons boutique and pres- presumably gets that like curvy dagger that she ends up dragging down Eve's chest later on in the episode. But I feel like a commercial break happens here. There is. And we're back to MI6, I'm pretty sure. And even Carolyn are there in. Eve is curious about Nico's trip, but she's put it together that Carolyn is responsible and she's props basically to like, how? Yeah, to figure that out. I don't know if it's props to Eve because Carolyn, I think Carolyn dry snitched and was like, this is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do. We need Nico out the paint, obviously. And then when she hears Nico gets the thing at Oxford, she's like, Oxford? Oxford would never call Nico, you know, to replace a chaperone for a fucking spelling bee, which why would they? She correctly deduces that's not in Nico's wheelhouse. And so she's like, so Carolyn, how'd you, how'd you get that? How'd you, how'd you manage that? That spelling bee shit. And she was like, yeah, I won the spelling bee championship at 73. So humble brag. <laughs> I, I would delete the humble and just be like brag. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it was just a brag. It was a Carolyn brag. And she was like, yeah, it's a very supportive network. You know, it was 73, but still we all friends. And then after that, she's like, speak now for hold your peace with regards to the mission. And then Eve tries to get real big and she's like, oh, really? And that's because she just spoke to Jess and Jess was right. like, bitch, you're not on the, bitch, there's no paperwork. Bitch. But she been doing her this version of her job this whole time and nobody said anything. So I was angry at first because it's like, well, why Jess had to say something? Then I was like, well, you know, Kenny is her subordinate, so Kenny would because never Jess isn't have a the snitch like you think. Really... Jess but is yes, actually looking that's... out for another woman. She's like, you're a woman, I'm a woman. We're both trying to be spies. I feel like you wilded the fuck out, ho. 
And Jess was trying to give her a little clue because because Eve is so smug and so self-assured that everything she's doing is right and on the right track that she it's like she makes no space for making mistakes. And so when people ask her like, hey, um, paperwork uh, stuff, she's like, what is that's not in my job. That's not in my job description. See, what I'm doing is so important. I don't need to fill out paperwork. And Jess is like, bitch, no, that's everybody. That's all of us. That's the whole of MI6. So if someone doesn't want, and she was like, you know, because governments exist and accountability exists. Right. So if you are not being held accountable, if you're not on the paper, girl, Girl, that means people's they're not claiming you. They're not claiming you, son. That means whatever the fuck you do that goes left, they're just going to squish that. They're going to be like, sweep it, sweep it, sweep it. It's fine. It's fine. It's that other mission. And you need to think about your life. And that's her saying, hey, Eve, just because Carolyn thinks this is a good idea doesn't mean it's a good idea for your health or for your safety because it doesn't mean you'll be safe. It doesn't mean she cares about you being safe either. It just means you have her support. <laughs> like for the I really in my fake uh head cannon was like you know one day you're just gonna wake up and you're gonna be pregnant like I'm wow. thinking that pregnancy happened on the job with something back when she was the favorite and that probably was what made her fall out of favor but that's my own backstory for whatever MI6 was doing before Eve got there true I mean well 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 I, there's a lot of theories to be had where MI6 is concerned with Eve, especially as we fucking go on. But after, I mean, she's having this conversation with, with Carolyn where she's like, oh, really? Because Jess gave her that energy and she's basically like, so on my head, be it. I believe that's what she says. And Carolyn is like, well, not precisely. And that's when Eve is like, well, I thought I had your motherfucking support. And she's like, well, you do have my support. You always have my support. And she's like, like, on the record, though? On the books? On the books? And she's like, oh, hell no, not on the books, B. But I love the way, because I had sent this tweet out, too, where I was like, every single time that you ask Carolyn a real question and she doesn't want to answer, she deflects to a random fact that will help your life, like off the top of a Snapple cap. Where in this one, she, she brings up the word, her winning word that she won, her spelling bee with, because... Answering Eve is not something she's ever going to prioritize. Yeah, she was like, in her life, she's like, this is big spy energy. I don't have to answer your questions, Eve. And I believe the word was Sisyphean, spelled S-I-S-Y-P-H-E-A-N. And it's an adjective, and it's of a task such that it can never be completed. And I think it's like, I just want to say that this is ironic because the the task that's never going to be completed with Carolyn is her answering your goddamn question. uh, Straight answer questions, yeah. But this is where it put me when I first saw the word. Sisyphean. I was like, you know, that's all because, you know, I'm big on my Hercules and Xena. So Sisyphean made me think of Sisyphus. And he had that eternal struggle of trying to get that boulder. Remember his, uh, his, uh, when he was, uh, when he was suffering in the underworld, mm-hmm. he had to push a giant boulder up a hill and the boulder kept rolling down. And that's what he did for eternity. So with him being Sisyphus and that being his impossible task that will never be completed, you get a term like Sisyphean, which is like, well, yeah, that puts you in the realm of what Sisyphus was going through. So it's like, yep, yeah, trying to do something that'll never get done because it's impossible. Well, both of those things are true. Because oh. I even feel like you spelled what the, the writers same way. were. But let me Google it real quickly. Latin based on the Greek Sisyphos. Also see Sisyphus. Yeah. Well, no. So yeah, that tracks for what you were saying about your Sisyphus story is that that is the that is where the, the definition takes its root from the fruitless and reoccurring labors of Sisyphus. I'm happy that track. Thank goodness. 
I was like, it was just in my head because I was like looking at it and hearing it. And I'm like, Sisyphean. No, it's one of those things that helps you helps you spell because it gives you context to what the word means, which is, I guess, why in spelling bees, they're like, can you use it in a sentence? Right. Exactly. It's like (laughs) so I can get some fucking clues as to what version of this word I'm, I'm talking about. But yeah, so that is the case. And I think that was Carolyn and the writers being super clever with how intelligent Carolyn is. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was Fiona Shaw's own recommendation because she's totally the type <laughs> to be like, have you, have you seen that painting by, by Picasso? I love Simply amazing. She, it didn't, I love watching... Uh, it's bad Fiona Shaw. Right, uh, Sandra and and um, the actresses behind her going, oh, look, she's doing the thing. She's doing the thing when she's smart. They both, fangirl, <laughs> they both fangirl over her and have crushes, and that's cool. It is. That's fucking cool. Shouts to you, Jody and Sandra. Shouts to you... Oh, yeah. they get interrupted by Hugo, and he's like, "Hey, are you ready to take your top off?" And I'm like, "Wait, what the what? Why is he?" It, it turns out he was helping her get fit for a vest that she was putting on under her blouse. How did you so, not know that's what he was talking about? I just about? he just he likes using words that would make normal people go run to HR. That that's just thing. Um, I just always assume he's using it in the dirty version. Always, just that's just how I feel. Yeah, Hugo wants to take her top off just to put on a bulletproof vest. And they're in the, I don't know, MI6 locker of stuff. They're preparing and he's helping her put the vest on. And she's explaining like, oh, this needs to be intimate. Like, we need to be alone. This is how it has to work. And he's like, well, what are you going to do with her? Because he tries to get pervy in the closet. But she gets defensive and she's like, I'm just trying to do my job. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah, okay. (laughs) But, you know, it was a totally valid question for him to be like, what are you going to do with her? Or what is she going to do with you? Like, what are you ladies going to do? He was asking for all the wrong reasons, but he was on the right track. So after that scene, we go. Wait, wait, wait. I like the golden nugget that he decides to give her because she's feels like it's not, it's too showy. It's bulgy. It doesn't do anything for her form. And she really doesn't want to have it on. And he says, well, his job is to put this on her. And if she chooses to take it off after that's her choice. So that was a loophole that he put in her hands where she can, Hello. I don't, I don't what's what's funny to me is that you keep mentioning loopholes like Eve needs them. If she didn't want to I mean, wear right. it, she would just take it off. Like she doesn't need Hugo to tell her what rules to break. She decides what rules she's gonna break. Like that was cute for him, but she didn't need that. She was like, I already know. I know. I can take this <laughs> off when I feel like it. I can break whatever rules I want. So I don't even think he was giving her permission. He was just making small talk because he's trying to get Eve's pantalones. But it looks like uh Nico gets in those pantalones first, which he should. He's married to those pantalones. That's that's what should happen, but I'm still not happy about it. So after that happens and she gets her vest, she walks out and she sees Kenny who confronts her before she's getting ready to leave. And he's like, listen to your heart. <laughs> wow. Well, search for anything that is pure and still decent because you're going down this very dark and dangerous path that I'm afraid to follow. I can't give you my support in this. You're, what about Bill? What about the memories of our our whole team is just gone? You're- well, before we even talk about him reminding her of Bill, he actually reminds her of what is most important here. And that is the fact that he is on an active MI6 team in operation of which he's putting everyone at risk. That's what he first says. He's like, you 
are going here to potentially get killed by Villanelle or have this thing start when you fucking stabbed her. No one else knows you stabbed her but me. Mom doesn't know. No one else knows. Don't you think Villanelle's going to have some feelings about that? You don't know exactly how she's going to express those feelings about the stabbing. So you're putting yourself at risk. You're putting me at risk. You're putting the whole goddamn team at risk. Not to mention Operation Mandalay and MI6 as a whole. That's absolutely true. She's acting irresponsibly and irrationally at this time. And then when she's just sort of like, yeah, well, whatever. He's like, well, what about Bill? You were right there. You saw him get murdered. I would think that would bother you. That would disturb you to see a, per a murder in front of your eyes. And it's like, well, murders don't actually disturb her like that. And then he's like, well, man, bitch, what the fuck is happening to you? What is happening? How? And she's basically like, can you get on board? You know, because this is not the time. We don't have time. And he was like, I can't, though. I really can't get on board. And she's like, OK, well, you know, um. I guess I can ask your mom to find something else to do with you. And he's like, wow, wow. You're going to sack me. You're going to sack me. She's like, hell yeah, I'm going to sack you because I don't have time for people asking me questions. Cause that's basically like, so I can't ask questions. She's like, no, you can't ask no, you questions. Can't. Don't question me. Don't question my authority. Don't question what I'm doing here. Just do what I say. And, and then she uh, said, hi, other boy who's going to be my new Kenny. That's bitch energy. I'm going to follow you. Like, remember how Nico was like, uh, Gemma, Gemma, let me chase after you. Come and let's walk away because I'm walking away from Kenny. I'm going to still say that yeah. was bitchier from Nico. It was bitchier. She has no intention of, of cheating with Hugo unless she like falls, like literally falls into the cheat, falls onto his dick. Like she almost did at the fucking store because she she's not actively pursuing did. it. She's not actively pursuing it, but she was like, I'll take it. It's been a while. I mean, not anymore, but it was then. It had been a while then. Um, so, yeah, Kenny is basically like, wow, I'm getting sacked. And uh, that's fine. You've completely gone to the dark place. And he was like, yep, totally have. And so she walks out, doesn't give a second thought of it, doesn't fucking care. And, you know, it's because this whole episode, Eve is basically a jerk. Like, for all intents and purposes, she is an asshole for most of this episode. Oh, yeah. So... From there, we are back to Villanelle in a large bathroom, and it's very large, very extravagant bathroom, which is why I say she was in the penthouse suite Definitely. of the hotel. It's the it's the kind of bathroom that is the size of a studio apartment, and she's in there, and I want to assume this is all part of the ritual. Constantine's not there. He's in his own damn room. She can pay for her own room, and she's like going through this ritual, this like widow's ritual like she has a wife and she's putting on the red lipstick looks like the same red lipstick she got for Eve <laughs> if not it's just a similar fucking it could container be love and baby. never know she's dressed in black now super fancy she's got some lace she's fucking got a veil she's picked out she's preparing herself she's like well I guess this is happening this is this is it it's going down and what the camera's doing is it's splitting the attention between Villanelle and Eve as she's I guess is making her way back home I guess she's taking the rail subway um, she's waiting on the platform. She gets shoulder checked aggressively. Well, they, they break it up a little bit because the first part we see is her putting on the, the lipstick and the stuff like that. And that's just one part of her ritual. Then we're at the train station where Eve is going down the escalator. And she's looking restless and pulling out her vests. And then she gets to the tracks. And then the moody, slow music is coming. Then we're back to Villanelle. And she is elsewhere finishing her little ritual in like the little, I guess, gigantic penthouse. Not little, but gigantic penthouse she's in. And then Eve is back on the tracks where she gets shoulder checked by that dude. And it's like, well, you know. And then Eve magically has this intent to kill. Vibe. Ain't no magically, bitch. I mean, it was anyone inspired. out here been shoulder checked by a dude? Is there any New Yorkers? Any of my fellow New Yorkers listening? <laughs> you know what it's like to walk down the fucking sidewalk or the street and to have those other people usually men feel like they don't have to move to the side it's constantly in battle it's like a battle of chicken or who's gonna do first who's gonna turn and i'm to the point into the age and to the zero fucks to give that it's never me and if that results in a shoulder check then so be it 
I mean, me, I understand that energy of wanting to kill someone just like lightly <laughs> because they've been so rude, especially dudes just like assuming they have all the space there is to give on the tracks. But yeah, that's totally her rising murder thing where she's so close where she doesn't even eat. It's not even like you killed my friend Bill. And here's a reason for me to stab you. It's like you shoulder checked me, ho. And I don't, now I want to push you into tracks. Now I want to end your life. That's that's intense. It is. That's hardcore. So it's two people, I guess, internally focused on the desire to end the life of someone. So it's still now <laughs> thinking that, about that is ending true. the life of Eve. And it's Eve focused on ending the life of anybody. No name. Masan. Uh, who would have whoever he is this it's the dude dude that deserves to die in her yes, purview the dude that deserves to die at he pushed her and did not say excuse me and that's really what gets people is when you don't have manners it was same thing with villanelle when she was in the bathroom and, and shorty just cut the line and she was like hey yo there's a line b and she was like bitch do you see this finger and that <laughs> was like okay uh, right, here I come see. my hands to choke the life from you mm-hmm. and Eve exhibits that same petty tendency to be like, you just pissed me off. And for some reason, the first thing I'm jumping to is murder. Not just thinking about it, but actually in the process of murdering. Because that's different from other humans where you're like, oh, you just pissed me off. Wish I could slap you. Wish I could punch you. I'm thinking about it. It's a little side fantasy, never close to reality versus, wow, you just pissed me off. I want to stab you with this. Oh, I'm I'm actually stabbing you with it. <laughs> Fancy that. that happened, right? Fancy that. <laughs> Didn't realize I was doing like, that. Like all of a sudden, I just... The knife was in her stomach. I don't. It wasn't until I, I looked at the blood on my hands I even knew <laughs> he was dead. <sighs> but the Eve, mm. Eve got that murder energy. It's coming. It's raging. It's pulsating. She can barely. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. She can barely like, contain herself. Right. It's She's... not something that's happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, we cut back from there, and it's interesting because she she doesn't push the guy, and who even really knows if she could have if she just like indulged and sat in that murder fantasy she was having but the guy turns around probably because he's like i feel this intense energy <laughs> behind me let me just turn real quick and, and she's like oh hey sorry hey, that sorry. she again would be the one to offer the apology and not him going oh you're that thing i knocked into or or something he it should have registered with him that he was in the wrong with his interaction with her from earlier uh, and he do you just not realize we live in the patriarchy i see but it still pissed don't me generally off apologize for taking up space I wish the I mean, sorry would have been more sarcastic, like, oh, I'm sorry for the way that you bumped into me. It's like uh, my, I have a my own version of like a man spreading picture. I didn't even know it existed, but like my friend has it and she said she likes to look at it and laugh sometimes. And it's because I, it's like I'm on the subway and I'm doing like an intentional man spread, like really obnoxious, like Bill and L style, like, Rawr! and there's like five other guys on the bench and they're all crossed. <laughs> and my friend took the picture to be like, yo, reparations. That's right. Fucking reparations in the seats. And so, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't like, I understand that murder energy, but also Eve, like, wow. It's a little much. And he, he felt was. it. And also, was there There had to be one other bitch on the track. I would like to think there was a bitch on the track, like the bitch that was in Belgium, who was like, wow, Do she it. about to push that dude? Do it. I'm just looking like, Do it. eating Do popcorn, like, it. is she going to do it? Do it. I would say don't do it because that would mean I would get home super late. So no, don't oh, do yeah. it. Not New York. But just New York, watching it, it, watching someone think about it would be intriguing. Like if you were just off elsewhere and you weren't close enough to intervene, but just close enough to see and be like, whoa, something, something's about to go down maybe over here and maybe I'll see it. I don't know. But uh, that doesn't happen. And she sort of, after she takes a step back, after he's like, hey, bitch. And she's like, oh, hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm doing the programmed apologies that a lot of women do, even though I'm not actually fucking sorry, which I think she does again with Villanelle. But I will get to that. 
And she kind of like her breathing gets very sharp and erratic. Yes. And I feel like it's a combination of maybe her being in shock that she was that close, but also her being that. I don't know, wound up with her adrenaline because she was that close and she wanted to do it. And then also the realization that I really wanted to do it and I did not. And what is it that's keeping me? What is the last thing that's keeping me from just doing it? That's keeping me from being like the other group of people who just push people in the tracks and worry about the consequences. Never. <laughs> They're like, nah, it's not, it's not something I'm concerned with is uh, whether or not I killed a person. I just wanted to do it. So that happens. And we go from there back to her crib because Villanelle hasn't come because she was too busy preparing herself to show up at Eve's crib, all dramatic. And she's like, I mean, I'm sure she's disappointed for a number of things. Oh, I didn't see Villanelle. I didn't murder anyone. My life, what's going on? I'm swirling out of control. I don't know what's happening. And she's looking at herself in the mirror and she kind of like dislikes it. Like she doesn't like it. And she's still upset about the thing. Like what you said, Hugo, oh, you're wearing this bulletproof vest, looks boxy. She, isn't, she was trying to look attractive or feel attractive right. now, and that wasn't happening. And it's like she's trying to adjust herself in the mirror, and it's not working. And as she takes off her shirt, you know, to, I guess, adjust the vest or do whatever the fuck, like, she hears the doorbell. She's like, oh, that's that's my girl. That's uh, It's not Nico. Nico's in Oxford. So who else would be ringing this doorbell, definitely knowing that Nico was not home because she does all of her recon way ahead of time without anyone noticing, filling out. And she immediately, I think from her expression, she's like, that's Villanelle. She's at the door. <gasps> Let me shrek off this last bit of my shirt. Let me, okay, okay, okay. Looking right. good, looking that good. That vest right. went flying. flying. Was, she was like, was... I don't need this vest. I don't fuck this vest. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs this vest? If Villanelle wants to kill me, she's going to kill me anyway. So let me make sure I look my best at this time. And uh, she goes downstairs. And Villanelle's at the door, which, I mean, this episode has been fucked up and it's late, but I'm still going to pop this shampoo in honor of this um, scene. And you know what? I would have popped it earlier, but it was really that Nico crawl scene I that know, really got me fucked I up. Know. And it's your fault. You ruined it. Ugh. I think if anyone's upset at the way this episode has gone, they should send hate mail to Terrence. <laughs> I am sorry, but for the first time technically this season, we get Villanelle. We get Eve. If we get nobody around to interrupt them, they can clear the air they uh, can clear the air. I don't know. Well, but you know can. what? Let's. Oh, <laughs> that was unexpected. That was very in Killing Eve style because I was not ready to pop it, but it did in <laughs> celebration, even though pain cometh soon of what happens in this kitchen scene. It's um extraordinary. That's an interesting exchange. Yeah, there's this. This is it's it's this layered. Is, this is a four year consideration. Just like uh, we said, Jody Comer needs to be. I still be think Jody, Jody could cast that Emmy for episode four, but I think if 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 Sandra O oh is gonna have an episode submitted to the Emmy body episode- this year, no, it's gonna be episode eight. It's gonna be the last mm. one. That's my guess for her because how, wherever they have Eve leveling down to, because not level up, it's a level down, girl. You go down into the subterranean level of stuff is episode eight. So whatever height of badness or bad behavior or whatever is happening it's gonna happen in episode eight so i feel like sandra oh will have the most range for herself oh yeah but there's no telling how emotional jodie comer will have to be as villanelle in episode eight versus episode four where she obviously had to i mean that cry i'm still not over it whatever here's cheers to villanelle's fucking veil and being the most dramatic gay the tv has ever seen i'm pretty (laughs) sure that there hasn't been a character that has been as fabulous and over the top and so fucking extra in in every manner and sense of the word in some time if ever name me another that reaches her levels i'm i'm totally open to suggestions 
Do they exist? Not mainstream. <laughs> not that I can. Not that I can even pull. on side stream. So first things first. That veil, bitch. It was an amazing look. Why she came in like Bogan, striking a pose? She was like Eve. <laughs> Don't do anything stupid. Well, if you think like, about it, the, fuck the out first time they saw each other, it was Eve dressed to the nines because Villanelle picked it out and she had on all the things. This so, is actually the first time I believe Eve has seen Villanelle dressed. To the right. Nines. Yeah. Yeah. Without having just to imagine it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's actually seen that and. From my personal opinion, that bitch was shooketh all the way through. She opened that door. She was like, well, goddamn, you know, I knew you were an extra help, but this is, this is fantastic. You look amazing. Also, so melodramatic, so very clearly <laughs> in mourning, which is why it's so hilarious that she feels like she needs to keep stating it. She's like, hello, Eve, I'm here to kill you before Eve is like, yeah, bitch, I know I sent, I sent for you. I sent <laughs> for you to kill me. But she's like, girl, don't you get it? Don't you see how I just showed up? I got a veil on. I'm being melodramatic. I've got champagne. Like, can't you tell I'm here to kill you? And Eva's like, yeah, that's that was my plan. But I love the way she poses up by the door. And she's like, I'm here. And Eva's like, that's true. But like, can you take your shoes off? <laughs> she's like, serious? <laughs> the first thing she says to her is don't do anything stupid. And now when you think of the first line she said to her last season, this episode, she says, don't run. <laughs> well i mean she didn't have to say that now because it did run. i think that don't do anything stupid is appropriate because she got stabbed yeah and yeah. so like herself unpredictable we're not exactly sure you know where villanelle is going to come out on the side of her decision making all the time and that's the same for eve like maybe she won't do a stab maybe she will she's like listen how i know that you can be pretty unpredictable with your violence so don't don't do anything that you do not want to receive in return because I'll totally do that. That was the energy I got from Villanelle. Like, if you poke me with something pointy, I too will poke back. I'm going to poke. I'm still recovering from my pointy stab, so don't do that. And, I mean, well, the Caribbean or, like, I will say the Asian because in Asian culture, it's a huge deal. Like, take off your damn shoes, but also in Caribbean culture. And I would imagine other cultures out there somewhere, probably somebody in... Right. I feel like, like are the Russians like that a little bit? I don't know. I have to fact check that. But I know there's a lot of cultures where like wearing your shoes inside is a big fucking no-no. Yeah, because you're bringing outside inside and you shouldn't do that. The outside, have some respect right. or have your mama or your abuela or your grandma yell at you. I mean, it's the for same having thing. the audacity to right. wear your outdoor shoes inside. Yeah, totally. Same thing with like bedrooms. Like there are people who let people sit on their beds with their outside, outside clothes, clothes on. Yeah, I don't no. get it. I don't I get mean, it. I mean, it depends. It depends how you're raised because it's totally like a thing. It's like people who wash with who like take showers with um with washcloths. And oh, people who don't. No. Like it's a this thing. This one side's for my body. This other side's for my face. I, it doesn't physics. I I. I mean, good for you. It physics for some. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of those physics belong to, I don't know, hetero bachelors, which um, is like, and this is such a fucked up side story, but I had a roommate once and thankfully he probably won't be hearing this podcast to know that I'm like dry snitching on him. But like, for some reason, like he would take a shower, but like the air, you know how like the steam of a shower, like you go past the shower, it's kind of like laundry. You're like, oh, soap, right. soaps, smelly things. Like that's nice. Like his shower would always smell like, body odor and Damn. i would just be like how do you steam your own body odor dude get your shit together but he was one of those fucking dudes that fucking came into the shit you know like oh, i'm a roommate but what's a mop what's a broom my mom still does my laundry and so i really feel like that's why he didn't know how to shower right oh no and like you know like if i had friends over people walk by and they're like yo why come, how come the bathroom's like that I'm like bitch like i don't want to talk about it i don't want to fucking talk about it okay <sighs> just get the febreze right and shut the fuck up so yeah Villanelle in the bathroom. Villanelle. <laughs> There's a 
nothing wrong with a candle in the bathroom. I mean, it might uh, uh, the soot might get in your right. eyes, but other than that, uh... <laughs> Lord of mercy. <sighs> so Villanelle is in that spectacular fucking veil, and you know, before she can even fully get her posing on, Eve requests that she takes off her shoes. And this, to me, reminds me of like when she asked Villanelle to sit down, and you would think that someone as intimidating as Villanelle, that most people don't ask anything of her, right. they make requests, but you know, they don't expect it to happen necessarily, unless maybe you're Constantine. And she's like, "Can you take off your doors, please?" And she does say, "Please." She's not like, "Take yeah, off your shoes." Right. She's like, "Please, can you take off your shoes?" And then I was like, "Really?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, yeah." I am me. And she's like, well, okay. And she takes them off. The and it's adorable. That, yeah. It's adorable. She didn't have to do that. But she did. She took them off. And then she like, you know, goes up a level. She's like, so um, <clears throat> do you need to search me too? Or what's up with that? Do you want to, do you want to search? She's like, what's the point? Eve, the point was to get a fondle. <laughs> I, I mean, could you tell from Villanelle's face? She's like, the point is to make sure that I have weapons, but also to like fill me up. <laughs> but I think that time. like you said that she's not quick on the game. She's, she's slow to, she's slow to take. Eve is still a baby gay. She'll know how to flirt. Right. Right. She missed it because you know, again, this is probably could be also, but then no, me reading into the scene, which is just sort of like Villanelle had that smile. Like girl, you know what else you could do with this? With this pat down. She was like, can I take your veil? She was like, you could be more like me. Remember that time I asked you to uh, to just like put on something warm? And then I was like, I won't look. But then 2.3 seconds later, I was like, here I am undressing you myself. <laughs> She's like, mm, shall I look in your fridge and grab a carrot? Is that what I need to do right now? Oh, my God. Uh, they're still, the vegetables are still in the fridge. This is just because we want that carrot fanfic so bad that we're just like always bringing it up now, hoping that yeah. someone will just answer the call of the carrot fanfic. And, well, I mean, Eve is right to an extent. What's the point? If Vilna wants to kill you, there is no point in searching her. But again, my point was the feel down. My point was, oh, right. that's, a, that's You definitely missed nice out fabric. on a girl. Right, this exactly. nice fabric. Definitely missed out. She missed out. And then so she's like, can I take your veil? And it's like, ugh. Vilna wow. <laughs> <Yeah, Bill laughs> was like, I'm going to go make myself a drink. Like, you missed up on this fondle. And now you're here cracking dry jokes about my veil. This is an ensemble piece. I decided when I remove this veil and I guess I will remove it now. So Villanelle walks to the kitchen because she's been there before. It might as well be her fucking house the way she's walking around. Bitch walking like she the wife. And Nico is the outsider. And she goes to the kitchen. She's opening up the shampoo bottle. And um, she's like, you don't seem very surprised to see me, Eve. And Eva's like, well, bitch, that's because I'm not. I'm not fucking surprised. And I love this whole, like, section of banter because it's very quick, but, like, pointed. And, you know, I feel like with layers of things underneath it. And Villanelle's like, well, that's a little fucking arrogant, don't you think? And it's, and I'm just sort of like, Villanelle, how are you talking to other people about what's arrogant? How do you even know what's arrogant when you are so fucking arrogant all the fucking time, but you out here calling the pot kettle, kettle pot. This is what you guys well, do all the time. Spider-Man meme, but with you two pointing at each other. I was hoping that Eve would have mentioned something about arrogance to Villanelle, but she chose not to. I was like, okay. You're I think it was because Villanelle had the brain cell this episode and Eve was undone. Uh, yeah. And to be sure, to be sure, the minute Eve was undone was when she got the flowers and she knew Villanelle was coming, that it had worked, that her plan, like, she was like, I'm going to see her. It's so already there. She was like, oh, vibrating, vibrating body shivers. And she went up there, used Nico like she had to use them. And now Villanelle's actually at her door and she was so fucking pent up. At the fucking subway, I think that's why she was ready to push a guy because she had all these fucking 
feelings going through and because she hasn't fully processed what it all means actually outside and out loud for like okay hey girl you're into the murder she's just like she's unfinished in all these ways and yes. she doesn't fully understand and Villanelle gets there and you cannot look a bitch up and down and be like well goddamn. I mean just on the street if you see a bitch looking like that you're like well she looks you look fantastic you might even stop her and be like hey I just want to say you look you look amazing today great veil and you know that person might be like well thank you so much I thank you and that's that's where it keeps going so she opens the door she's like wow I've heard about like I've imagined I know you spend a lot of money but this presentation is flawless it is and Fidel's like I know I I literally prepped for three <laughs> hours I waxed I shaved I did all the things it's like, did you get an advance? Because I know you're doing this basic bitch work now. Like, <laughs> oh, I wanted some more lines like that, uh, but I understand why they didn't exist because Eve was not together enough to to have any sense of like confidence or control. I mean, she did in some moments where she was like, I have a little bit here, but mostly she was a mess. But also like Villanelle walking in there like she wasn't crying her eyes out two episodes ago. Right. That's Being super emo. That's so funny, Villanelle. That's so cute how you just went in there just like playing yourself. Both of y'all playing yourselves. I mean, they had a lot of facades up for each other, which is also what's really weird and interesting is because everyone around them can see the shit. Right. Had anyone else been Nico in that room? Nico was like, yo, is it Villanelle? <laughs> Carolyn is like, what's up with Villanelle? Constantine is like, yo, Villanelle, obviously you're she's getting into your head like the fucking caterpillar. Kenny's like, you need to stop Villanelle. Jess is like, I just got here, but Villanelle. Elena's like, I'm out of here because Villanelle. So much Villanelle. She killed Bill. Bill was killed by Villanelle. Everyone in her whole orbit can see that Villanelle is a fucking problem. She's obsessed. Everyone in, you know, Villanelle's orbit, which is just like one or two people, depending on who's alive, Constantine and whoever else is there for that episode is like, um, Eve. Eve Palastri. Eve Palastri. Mm -hmm. She looked like she got you shook. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. But like, yo, what the fuck is what I'm saying? What the fuck? How you, how you, how are you guys so on blast in your life, but you get around each other and suddenly you're like, I'm a, I'm a vault. I'm locked down. Right. I've got my walls. Put my walls up, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even concerned about you. I'm not even, I'm not even, I didn't even miss you actually. I'm not nervous at all. And no, I'm not sorry you almost died. <laughs> and it's like, bitch. Uh, it was a wonderful exchange between the two of them. It's worth sipping champagne too. I mean, and that response from Eve, where yeah, she's well, like, that's arrogant. She's like, yeah, well, you're here though, yeah, right? You're right. Here I you mean, are. yet, 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 here you are. And Villanelle's like, ha, 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 you cheeky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cheeky motherfucker. What does she say after that? Where she's like, oh, oh, oh. That's after Villanelle chuckles. She's like, yeah, well, you know, you've been so distracted lately. Uh, I thought you forgot about me. And you know, I was desperate for her to say some shit yes. like that. It's like, well, you know, my job is to. She had to let it slip. She knew it was on her damn mind for the whole past week. Girl, don't you had to just. But she was doing it while she was opening her shampoo. So she's trying to seem as cool as possible, as nonchalant as possible. Right. I heard, you know, you've been busy, but you might have forgot about me. I mean, that's. Well, we were hoping someone would have brought up uh, Amsterdam. We were. I don't know. I'm happy that it was. And that's when she pops the champagne. Too. Yeah. She's like, boop. Thought you forgot about me. Oh, glasses. As I pour more champagne into my glass and she brings over some mugs. They don't even match in mugs. And I just want to point that out to say that like what couple doesn't at some point in their life, if you drink coffee or whatever, get like a matching mug. You know, like even if it's that gift, that fucking stocking stuffer from your mom or whatever, like you have a couple's thing. You're like his and her, hers and hers, his and his. There's a thing. It's like we both have mugs. They are in they're in tandem. You know who doesn't have in tandem mugs? <laughs> People who aren't really uh, connected Nico, emotionally. Nico and motherfucking Eve 
And I'm sure Villanelle was just giggling because like, of course, Eve would not have wine flutes or or rather champagne flutes or wine glasses or any type of glass. She has fucking mugs. She chuckles and Eve is like, well, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have champagne glasses. Like she's like, oh, it's fine. It's perfect. It's, it's these little things that make me love you more. Eve, it really is. The fact that you, that we have to drink this champagne out of a mug really just helps me find the silver lining. And also this is the perfect size for me to stick your fucking phone in. Boop. There it is. And she sticks her smartphone into the shampoo. And I'm like, was that necessary? You could have probably just put it in airplane mode. It was probably, you know, her password. Right, still one, two, say, three, four. Lock it it's and... still one, two, three, four. Put it in airplane mode. You didn't have to waste. You and as soon as the phone was like destroyed, that. it was like, you scared? <laughs> <laughs> and Eva's like, no, no, I'm not. And I mean, well, why would she be scared? And then after that, she pours her, and she's like, are you scared? And she pours some of that shampoo and she's like, drink. And she's saying it in that way. She kind of told Constantine, which I know she's on her bullshit where she's like playing games. And Eve doesn't drink because she's like, yo, what's in the drink? What's, what's in the box? But what's in the champagne? And she doesn't drink. And Villanelle takes note of that. And she's like, you know, I should be more scared of you. <laughs> considering what the fuck went down last time. Last time we were together. I mean, I should be the one that shook. And Eva's like, are you scared? She's like, no. How <laughs> dare you, Eve? <laughs> She's like, bitch, I just asked you if you were scared. Don't be asking me the same <laughs> questions. Because they just asking each other the same ass questions right. over and over and over again. And Villanelle continues where she's like, no. And she's like, you could have killed me. And Eve is like, I know. I, I do know that. I think about that all the time. Mm. And Villanelle's like, really? Because several people have been telling me several fucking things. And none of those things involve you actually thinking about me or what you did all the time. I don't even think you're sorry right now. And then, you know, there goes Eve on her on her fucking reverse, her reverse Villanelle with the cheek cup. Yes. She's like, let me cup your cheek. And she, she fucked Villanelle up for a quick fucking, what, yes. three seconds? She was like, Villanelle oh was shit. Not ready. Her, her game plan, <laughs> because you know Villanelle meticulously plans shit out in advance. She just knows what she's going to do. And at that moment, like the playbook flew somewhere and she was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What page am I on? What page am I on? God damn it. Is this act two, act three? I don't know where I am in my fucking play. And that's probably the most honest exchange outside of the last exchange from them in the kitchen, which is... You know, I think about it all the time. Really? Do you think about it all the time? And Villanelle responds all the time. All the and I was time. like, mm. and there was no parallels, masturbation. Parallels. I mean, even though we know, it was, it, it's, but it's there. It's it in the there. category. Yeah, it's implied. It's like, girls, <laughs> girls <laughs> can cut the tension with a freaking knife, with Villanelle's freaking new, brand new knife you can cut the tension with. And there's like a moment for about which i said 3.5 seconds that villanelle sits in that comfort and she's completely undone similar to the way she was undone in amsterdam but it's like she realizes she's getting undone and the fact that eve is doing this shit and that she's way too calm like she's way too comfortable like i just fucking got here on my kill shit at least she's supposed to think i'm on my kill shit now she's out here caressing my cheek and i feel like she was like get your hand off my cheek remove it remove it but and what do we see? We uh, actually, when she shakes herself into her senses, she asks Eve, um, are, are you going to apologize? She's to like, me? release upon me cheek. Also, <laughs> are you going to say you're sorry? Are you going to apologize for the fucking stab? And for me personally, I feel like Eve is sorry. Not that she stabbed Villanelle, but that she almost killed Villanelle because to stab Villanelle is to get closer to herself and the person that she just is and she's been hiding from. Right. But 
to stab Villanelle's also to put her in danger. And she didn't want that after a point, which is why she sort of like freaked out and changed her mind at the end because it was like, well, I want this murder, but maybe not you in particular. Hmm. It's like, it's... yeah, like the same way how when she was at the subway station, oh. she saw the crack in the window. And then she put her entire elbow through all of it and broke it all with one one strike to be like, oh, I have True. all of this in me. It was pent up and I just need to let it out. Sort of the stabbing of Villanelle was like, like I that. need to let some of this out. But her pulling that knife out was wrong. She should, she should have just never pulled it out. Like she said to leave it. Villanelle <laughs> she, said she to leave left it. it in. She should have left it in. She really should have. And the whole lack of apology thing, it's hilarious because, you know, Villanelle's like, are you going to fucking apologize? And here we go again with the parallels between them two. And she's like, I'm going to apologize. And Eve, her countenance immediately changes because it's like, it's that same arrogant ego shit they both have where they're like, yes. ha, 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 me, ha, 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 not me. And she's like, no, I'm not are you and you know villanelle has that slash smile like no no sweetie i'm like, not gonna apologize she's like well bitch then we we figured it out Let's, <laughs> all right so we straight next topic <laughs> and you can tell villanelle has that lip twitch like bitch that's not the way it's supposed to go and it's like but okay villanelle if you're not out here trying to apologize for stabbing bill if you're not out here trying to apologize for all the fuck shit you engaged in in season one how are you looking for an apology how are you out here looking for shit you can't give but you just you're just like Eve out I mean, here well, looking honestly, for shit yes. you don't give. You're like, give me what I want, but also not not what I give you because that's I don't want that. I would honestly like yes, but stuff. all Villanelle has done is her job. That's all she's done. I mean, technically, Bill was not her job, and you well, know that. Literally, Constantine says that was not your job. It wasn't even on the books from the twelve. It was a it was a it was a favor for Constantine. He was like, just watch, watch, watch. Be a good girl. Watch. She was like, oh yeah, I'll totally be good. I won't be naughty. Not only I won't be naughty. Not only and then did she I watch, him. I also listened. And then after I listened, I did not like what I heard, and so I had to. Yeah, but you know that she kills investment. Bill because yeah. it's not about her investment. It's about Eve, and that's what I'm saying. If she that is kills, her investment. <laughs> nah, that's her future love. That's not she her investment. Like, Fancies. Mm. Uh, we'll see about this fancy. But you I... can't say that she was protecting her investment from Bill. She killed Bill because she was already emotionally entangled with Eve in some kind of way that compromised her, that made her make a decision that put the 12 and herself in greater jeopardy because everything turned up after that. Oh, here's Carolyn. Here's the fucking people chasing you harder. Here's Eve with even more fervor. So that wasn't a good move. And Constantine was like, yo, that was the worst move, which is why you're now going to have to work with your siblings until she murdered her siblings. And he was like, well, I guess that we <laughs> tried that and that didn't work. But yeah, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that 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 Villanelle can act the way she acts and then be surprised that she's not getting an apology when Eve is acting the same kind of way. Just sort of like, no, I'm not sorry. It's you got almost, a problem? It's almost like I learned it from somewhere, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't even say learned. I'll say awakened because that's how yeah. I feel about them. Like it was always there. It's just that Villanelle's presence has made her ever aware, ever increasingly aware to like this other side of herself. And so, you know, that happens and... I feel like, you know, as the conversation progresses between the two of them and, you know, Villanelle is like getting more annoyed because she's like, OK, so you're not going to apologize. I'm not. But you're not. That's fucked up. So, uh, bitch, did you notice my like, have you seen what the fuck I looked like? Like, hello. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Eve eventually comments. Yeah. Nice outfit. Nice she's outfit. like, bitch, I, bitch, this is a murder outfit. Like this is this is a morning outfit. I'm in mourning. 
you know? And Eve was like, that's so sad. And she's like, bitch, I'm in mourning for you. <laughs> I, it's you. It's you. I'm here to kill you. Have you not figured that out? Because I thought I was being pretty fucking dramatic and straightforward about it. And Eve is like, yeah, I know. I know because uh, I put the hit out on me. And Villanelle's like, like, nah. You put nah. the hit out nah, nah, you on did. you? No, you did. She's like, yeah, yeah, I need to see you, though. But I really need to see you. I had to see you. She said, but that's so stupid. Like, what if I shot you? Or what if I hit you in a car? And he was like, oh, no, you wouldn't do that. It's like, but don't you know Nadia got hit by a car? <laughs> yeah, but this is why, I feel like this is why she went to, to and then she said, scene shoot. seven. Right. Like, she was at scene three in her play of what she was going to do to reenact with Eve to just, like, do the dramatics. But because of Eve's, like, testimonial she was like oh let me let me speed this up to scene seven where you take these pills because basically she was like yo bitch like can't you see what's going on in front of your eyes like what the fuck is wrong with you and eve was like bitch can't you see what's in front of your eyes i brought you here she's like hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on a word that's what <laughs> that's what we doing no 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 and how did you know this was gonna work how did you know it was gonna work i could have done so many things to fucking kill you and eve was like well you know i feel like i kind of know you and i just felt like like when it comes to me that you know that you would You'd find other, you know, be more intimate. Like, I don't know. You just kind of like show up here and I could see you. And she's basically saying all that with her eyes when yeah, she does the yes. shrug and she's like, oh, you know, I just, I knew. And that fucking smile Villanelle gives when she's like, Eve, oh, Eve. And you can tell she's like, bitch, I fucking can't stand this shit. So you're trying to tell me you had peace in my playbook before I even got here? That's not right. And that's why I feel like she jumps to scene seven where she's like, take the pills. Because this is kind of like, and in a way, I wanted this, a kind of reversal from episode five of season one, where Eve is not able to save face because she's wearing the perfume, she was in the she was in the dress. And there's no way to save face when she leans in and she's like, wow, are you wearing it? And Eve is like, fuck, you already know the answer <laughs> to that question, bitch. And this is that same way where Eve is kind of like, yeah, I did all this and it does seem really rash and not stable, but also I knew it would work. And she just gives that look and Villanelle's like, I hate the fact that you knew it would work, but I also love the fact that you knew it would work. <laughs> right. But I hate the fact, I hate the fact you knew it would work. So you know what, bitch? Take these fucking pills. Take these fucking Advils that I'm going to tell you it's arsenic. Right, I'm going to say it's arsenic, yeah. This shit is hilarious to me, especially because, like, if we if we go from the, the, the standpoint that she did not know that Eve put the hit on herself and she was really going through the motions of this, I... I mean, you know, I said last episode, I don't think she would kill Eve. I don't think, like, I feel like she would just try to find other ways to do it. And to me, this is one of those ways where she clearly planned to go through these dramatics. She clearly planned yes, to, like, this was gonna have act one, two, three, four, five, six. And it was going to be this whole dramatic fucking play. It was going to be an amazing performance that she was going to do, elicited to get these reactions and potentially not put herself in that vulnerable place that she's been in the past two episodes where her heart is on her fucking sleeve, apparently. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to, I have this whole thing set up. I got my veil. I got my props. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to give my little soliloquy. I'm going to put the pills down a la Constantine. I'm like, take those damn pills. They're poison pills. And because that's what happens. She's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Skip to the end of the play. Take the poison pills. Since you think you know everything. You think you know everything? Take the fucking pills. And I don't know how you saw it, but that's what it looked like to me where she was like, you know me so well? Take the pills. And in a way, it's kind of like, to me, it felt like a dare where it's like, it's like a weird trusting dare because in order for, for Eve to take those pills without provocation from like a gun or like literally at her temple or, right. or a knife if they actually were to be deadly pills arsenic pills like for her to take that she would have to believe 
in her heart of hearts that Villanelle truly cared for her, loved her or something that she could take these pills because she was confident they would not kill her. And I mean, in that sense, it's an interesting contrast from like the Constantine scene because it's almost like shot for shot, sort of the same where they take the three pills and she's sitting there thinking emotions. You're not sure exactly what those emotions are, but you know, she's having them. She's, she's somewhere on the fucking meter of like, okay, Villanelle's feeling things right now. And for my part anyways, I feel like she, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a, a way, a way to word it. For the way that they were toying, well, the, for the way that Villanelle was toying with Eve, it was ultimately like you said, trust fall. I want to agree with that, where it's like, you're doing this thing because I told you to do it and I don't want you to question me. And she doesn't. She does everything that she is told to do. So it's like, but see, right. That's what I was getting at. Is that I don't think that there's only, there's only two ways those pills shake out that Eve is taking them to kill her. Like, it's your death and this is just the nicer way, maybe, than being stabbed or whatever. Or you think it's a bluff because you know that Villanelle likes her elaborate game. She likes to push people to the edge and see what happens and then laugh at the end of it, which is essentially what happened here. And so I feel like as that was parallel between like her, you know, great scene played by Sandra Oh, she's super emotional. She's taking those things. She's tearing. You're looking at Villanelle and you're not quite sure what she's thinking, but she's emotional as well. And so for me, I feel like it can mean two things. Like it's like the tears the tears can be can come from different different reasons where Eve is concerned. It can come from the fact that she is terrified, that she trusts Villanelle this much to take these pills to get to this <laughs> other end that she wants, which is just like, what's up with the peels? Which ultimately it's not even it's not even great information, Eve. You're just currently obsessed with it. And it's like, okay, but really? Really, girl? And so and with Villanelle watching, I wonder if she if part of her thoughts couldn't possibly be like, Well, hey, this is interesting. She trusts me enough to take these pills. Huh. Maybe there's something there, but because she's Villanelle, she's got to be a total dick afterwards and uh, be like, well, let me break up this intensely emotional moment with some laughter. Mm -hmm. Eve, Eve, it's arsenic pills, Eve. And she just shakes out of what, what, what? No, this is really what? And she runs to the sink and it's raining water on her face, which is, you know, I guess a callback to the fact that. Was it raining water on her face? Well, she ran the faucet. (laughs) And she was trying to like. short, but she's not that short. She she ran the faucet so that she could splash it into her mouth and of course on her face first of all first of all sandra oh that's not how you get rid of things <laughs> that you swallow that could kill you that's definitely not the way you do it also i don't know that she that she believed villanelle for a second i think it's partly like what happens when people yell at you like even if you don't know what they're yelling about like if you're on the sidewalk and someone just runs past you, it's like run 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 everybody run well, you're gonna start us. running we'll run <laughs> what I think other people be like, hmm, that's mean? interesting. Somebody was just yelling run. And I you wonder who they were talking to. And I wonder what they're running from. Let me go walk towards that and approach that. Who the fuck does that? Not us. <laughs> Definitely not us. But not Eve in a sense, because even if she, even if she logically thought to myself like, oh, this is, yeah, Villanelle wouldn't do that. She totally wants to do other things with me first before she kills me. That just Villanelle yelling at that height, that heightened level of volume would just be like, okay, I don't know what I was thinking before, but all I can hear is the sound of your voice. So I'm panicking because you're panicking, but Villanelle's a great mimic as a psychopath or someone on the spectrum. And she's like, JK, just kidding. It was fake. And what happens after that? Like, okay, it's where the fandom was already a mess at this point. Already a solid fucking yes, mess. Yes. And then this bitch slithers up 
behind the sink and does a little magic twirl bloop, bloop, and suddenly has the knife. And I'm just like, yo, the choreography. Yes, because that was <laughs> That was incredible. That was amazing. And it was like a dance. Could... It was like a little bit of a, a a salsa type. Maybe not salsa, but maybe I'll go with the waltz. I mean, and, you know, we're a little too uh, early. It's not even the snack of soap, but I'm going to say that this was my line. And I'll probably end up sticking with it. She says, I'm expensive. <laughs> I uh, was like, listen. woo! That woo! whole exchange, that's going to be my line. Right. Okay. <laughs> woo! Actually, it's... <laughs> It's I don't know. It's either gonna be that or it's gonna be like Villanelle's. You should try that with your wife, even though like fuck oh, me, no. fuck me uh. for being like. Because you know what's so fucked up? That's my fucking fault, and I'm sure Nico Hive is rejoicing right We're now because I yet. I heard that line and I was like, bitch, 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 <laughs> tell that to your wife, tell that to your wife, and they played me. They were like, Candace, bitch, we're about to play your ass with the first two minutes of the next episode, bitch. You said tell it to his wife. Now look what happened. Look what happened. He told the girlfriend to experiment. But I mean, that's we threw that energy out there when we were playing the uh, the I Got Your Man. Oh, <laughs> damn. I just didn't want Villanelle uh, to hurt like this. And if I she know, has to watch Eve go fucking Fifty Shades of Grey on that fucking floor of her kitchen while she in the rain, it's like, do they want me to die? I'm already sure that I'm 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 doing this podcast from the afterlife. But it's like, how many afterlifes must I be subjected to? How many rings of just realms must i go further into before like this stops this pain this bleeding this bludgeoning behavior and now i'm completely concerned about where they're going to leave us at the season finale because the probability that they could leave us with total angst just like complete and total angst but not in the way that they left us with angst in the first one but just like a new type of angst a weird type of because if someone's going to be like you owe me some o's isn't it going to be villanelle at this point she's like bitch i all these gifts and things, I know they be doing things to you, but you're giving all that shit to Nico, and I feel like that's crime. Right, that's that theft. belongs to me. <laughs> that's theft. That's my shit. Uh, oh my he god! Only did Wait, those things. isn't that the name of the final episode? You're mine. Ooh. Oh my. Ooh. Now I was already having designs that it could be Eve that says that, but given the new context and the crawl on the floor, I needed to be Villanelle. I'm sorry. That's just the way that it is. <sighs> I'll let you have your predictions for what you want, but I'm just saying at this point in time, for what I need in my life, I needed to be Villanelle with that energy of like, you're mine. Like, bitch, like, you don't belong to Nico. <laughs> oh, dear. But that's what I want. I don't want that to, because then that's going to be Eve going, why are you obsessed with me? And I don't want Eve thinking like that. Not Wait. at all. Wait, what? I almost choked my shampi. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you obsessed energy. with me? They are obsessed with each other and right. they know it. There's no, there, there can be no, why are you obsessed with me anymore? Like this is one-sided. We know it's not one-sided. It is completely, totally both-sided. This episode shows us that it's both sides, both of the sides. And Eve keeps saying, I don't know to people instead of just saying what she really feels, which I think is unhealthy. I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows. I, 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 I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt that she's so out of touch with who she really is that she honestly doesn't know. She's like, is it just, is this, maybe she's like that woman from town and country. Is it a midlife crisis? Is it my husband? He's so boring. Or is it just my job or whatever? And it's like, no girl, like you want to murder. And so many other people can see it in you besides you, which means that it's more than likely true. So I don't, I don't know, but I also know that that kitchen scene, like, we have to go back to it because you're like, she's, she's like, I'm expensive. And she's like, yeah, I know. I know. 
I did the research. I know that you're expensive. And she's like, well, you're going to give me, you're going to give me everything I want. And the way Eve says, yes, I just feel like, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? That's an interesting way to say yes. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't even ask for the fine print. She didn't even ask what the fuck this bitch was talking about. She was like, yes, in related, related to this case. Yes. In relation to money. Yes. yes. In relation to things I can acquire for you or just yes. Car blanche, blank check, like anything. Yes. We know that's what Eve meant was the yes, latter version. Yes, a new flat for two in London. Yes. You know what it reminded me of? Like when Ariel signs the contract for Ursula yes. and that bitch don't even read the fine print. She's just like, bitch, take it all. Take it all. I just want to be if up there with Eric. If you want to make him happy, then you've got to pay the toll. <laughs> Flots of jets and now I got a boys. <laughs> man. Oh my God, man. you know who's Ursula? You know who's Ursula? Probably. It's a combination of Constantine and, and Carolyn. It is Carolyn. God damn it. It is Carolyn. Carolyn's trying to groom. I think Carolyn's trying to groom herself an assassin, but whatever. I have those for my like last theories, but like I do believe that Constantine, Constantine, well, that's a Freudian slip, but Carolyn and, because Constantine already got his assassin, that Carolyn's trying to groom a new assassin. Someone she thinks could be great for MI6 or the 12 or both or, you know, just agencies at large. I want Carolyn to be Ursula, then Constantine gets to be King Triton, and his daughter, because he has many daughters, his daughter gets to be Ariel. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I tweeted all caps after we went to commercial, and Villanelle just did that hip thrust and... What she what what was going on? And they they fucking cut the commercial right when I thought for sure, for sure, if there was a time that Besos would be going down, a little kiss, a little bit, just a little bit, a little peck. I mean, obviously we wanted more than a peck, but if I thought there was a time that it was going down, they were down, so it close. Was, why were they so like? Why were they so close, but then not close enough? Like close, but not close enough, and just. I'm trying to think of it from like the objective artistic standpoint and be like, oh, as the, as the writer, you want the audience to really just like be ready and just like primed for it. But it's like, aren't we though? Aren't we primed for it? But it has to happen in the last episode. I mean, should we place a bet right now? Will they kiss at, at the very least in the last episode? I mean, we got to watch Eve fucking crawl to Nico's dick. We surely, we surely should be able to get a kiss before the end of the season. I don't know. Oh, wait. I feel like that is where a commercial break should be. But I'm feeling like maybe the commercial break mean? didn't happen there. No, the commercial like- break didn't happen when they when they finished at the sink. It just cut to them fucking walking outside. Right. And that made me angry because I was like, no, 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 no. Besides the fact that there was a whole lot of footage that we're not getting right now. And I, I mean, it shouldn't be deleted scene. This should be an in your face scene. But you're now progressing plot like you just didn't drop a whole bunch of bombs a, t- a few seconds ago. Like you, like that's where you cut. You cut there, and you let people react. I think you let them like. I would like to think that that was that's the writers, creators, editors, whatever, trolling the fans because at some point you have to know what the fuck you're doing. Like at some point you have to know that that automatically, automatically, when Eve is in the sink and Villanelle comes over, like Eve, you're so easy. It's like is she easy in all the ways? I don't think you have explored all the ways, Villanelle. But she comes over there, she twirls a bitch. Here's the dagger in your chesticles. Boom, boom, boom. I'm saying things. I'm super close. But let's not see how that fin. Let's not see how that scene ends. Let's just hard cut, hard cut. And I'm just like, is that for the fan fiction people to just imagine what transpired in between? Are you gonna give me everything I want? Will you give me everything I want? And Eve saying yes without hesitation. To how do you guys walk outside? How do you put on your jacket? 
How we how ridiculous like, right, is that? Like, who got, Villanelle who grabs her who? shoes. Villanelle grabs her fucking right. shoes. It's fucking quiet. But you know, we missed despite a whole the, lot. We missed a whole lot. That was that's that's Oscar worthy content in between. But also what we did get was super cute too, because when they walk out, it suddenly turns into a goddamn romantic comedy. And as someone who hates romantic comedies, usually generally, probably pro- probably because of how straight they often always are, and it just like gets on my fucking nerves. But like the way they keep looking, like stealing looks. But like, just I mean, right. and they you don't know, that's see the each actors. other stealing the looks. I guess Sandra and fucking Jody got great chemistry. They just know when the other one's not looking, whatever. But that was it was excellently timed because like Eve steals a look, she looks away when she sees Villanelle. Maybe her head's turning. Villanelle steals a look, and when Villanelle looks away, Eve steals another look. When Eve looks away, Villanelle steals another look. But as we said before, if these bitches out here stealing looks, was they stealing <laughs> looks for two hours? Is that what this was? Right. Was a bunch of well, fucking useless fucking gays in the car and the SUV with a bunch of with a MI six driver just we're stealing looks for two a hours? Whole lot. Like, where did they not have a partition? Like, they probably didn't. It's not you a limo. It's a partition. It's SUV. It's but, SUV. No, but what I'm saying is they probably had no privacy to talk about anything. What you mean? nobody was in that car the person driving a car was like the blonde dude at the fucking container they're not worried about that that's not what they get paid to do they don't get paid to think and listen to people they get paid to just do that thing and if they hear all kinds of shit they're like whatever that's not me that's not me i just do this thing where i drive and uh i keep it to myself what i hear so i don't believe that whoever was driving that vehicle was trying to have no smoke with villanelle because even if right it's just like the guy the container is that if you've heard even a piece about villanelle if you've heard her reputation you not trying to fuck with that bitch you're like that's you over there eve you deal with that i'm i'm over here i'm good i'm gooch what the air goes Nah, i'm straight i don't need that Mm mm-mm Exactly. So I, I mean, in my mind, I think it's kind of funny that they would have literally been like, like teenagers with butterflies in their bellies, just stealing looks for two and a half hours, barely talking, but just like, she's actually over there. So instead of all of this content that they don't give us, what they do give us is just the two of them leaving the house, Eve with the jacket on, uh, Villanelle without her veil. And they proceed to she walk towards the vehicle. House. And she says, <clears throat> wait a minute. Um, you said Villanelle on her veil. She left that shit at Eve's house. Does Nico see it later? Does that stop the sex that, in next episode that he's like, what the fuck is this? thing that stops. What the fuck is this? What is this? <laughs> oh, Villanelle. She Thank was, God. <laughs> she was at the crib while you were gone. That's actually why you uh, were sent away. Oh, no. And then, yeah, then he's definitely out of the mood now. I was mm. so annoyed when Eve lied so quick in that scene. I keep going back to that scene. Right, I'm like, like, girl, you call people no. liar when you lie so flippantly and so easily, girl. Damn. He said, you've gaslit me for the last time, Eve. That's what he was given. He was but, like, after you hop on this knob, though, he's about to get him some rough sex, I guess, yeah. before... Look, I just, you know, I'm just going to. And that's not that I'm not into domination. Like, I can watch domination. Domination can be interesting. It's just I don't want to see it with Nico and Eve. You dig? I don't. I don't want that. Right. Not with not with those people and those power structures. Nah, nah, nah. Not at all. Uh, But to heavily pivot, um, I'm going to say that uh, Villanelle decides to bring to Eve's attention. Hey, um, you left your door open to tell Eve to you need to close your door because it's going to look funny. That's because Eve is a mess. And to be sure, to be fucking sure. Look, we have to we have to be fair to Eve. Is that she has been wound up with this expectation and thing that she gets when she's perceiving that she's gonna have an encounter with Villanelle for like the past couple days where it's livened up her marriage the way it always does and create some sexual synergy but not really synergy between her and nico because it's really about her and villanelle and she's using him as proxy as a catalyst to get off and 
you have Villanelle show up and she was fretting the entire day and day before about how she looked because it matters to her how Villanelle sees her when she sees her just like it matters to Villanelle how Eve sees her that she sees her on her best shit which she fucking did and if you're Eve right and you open your door and you see Villanelle in that outfit and you're like oh I see and then Villanelle goes on to play those fucking games and get that fucking energy going with you. And then like you try to you, you're vulnerable for a hot second because they were only vulnerable for like three seconds together. And they're right. like, forget it. Walls back up. But like, yo, like you can't you can't be suddenly bum rushed from the back, like bum rushed. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's, it's you. Oh, my God. And then like you can't tell me like, OK, so fucking Hugo got you your heart jumping. Nico. With his little basic ass shoulder fucking move with you in the wall. Got you fucked up and getting right. on your fucking That's knees. That's all he did. La- next episode. But Villanelle, Villanelle, who we know is the, what's on the fulcrum point? I would say like she's the focus right. of all of this energy and like the starting point for all this energy as far as the show is concerned. And you're not a complete fucking mess when she throws you up against the fucking sink and gives you all that that energy that you've been looking for. Fear, excitement, sexy, violence, but also control, like whatever. All that stuff she's into, Villanelle gives it to her right then and there. I mean, does she not do the sub thing that Adam might do where Villanelle's like, are you going to give me everything I want? Like, I'm expensive. And she's like, yeah, no, I get it. I get yes, it. I are you going to give me everything I want? Yes, everything. Yes. yes. Without question. I feel like yes. she was fucking like, she was on her Okoye shit. She was like, without question. Yes. <laughs> yes. For Wakanda. Right. Yes. For Villanelle, without question. <laughs> and so I feel like she, that after that situation happens, and we don't get to see how they get out of it, but if I had to imagine Villanelle's back on her cheeky shit, like she was in season one, episode five, where she had that smirk like, bitch, I see it all. In fact, I already know what's happening down there. I'm sure you ruined your underwear. You sure you don't want to change before we leave? She's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I don't got to change before I funny. leave. You're not being fucking funny. Let me grab my jacket. And that's why she left the door open because she was a hot mess. She was like, bitch, I'm a mess. Like uh, my body is vibrating. Like everything's tingling. Like I can't even think straight. I'm getting what I want. I guess we're going to see the ghost, but also I want to do this other thing. What the fuck is going on with me? This is really fucked up. And they walk out of the house and I feel like that's why Eve doesn't close the door because she's not in a a mental space to actually assess anything with like logic. She's like, my door. All she has are her loins. She's like, this fucking shit. My door, like my loins, are just wide open right now. Just are. They're agape. (laughs) (laughs) Agape. Agape is a word to use. And no, I think she's fucking completely wrecked. She was wrecked. And 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 that's why, good for you, Villanelle, because you were fucking wrecked last week. You nearly killed a bitch for no reason for free last week. So let it be Eve who can't remember to close her own fucking door because she's just, she's a mess. She's like, fuck that. And Eve almost killed someone for free this week. She did. Mm-hmm. She just needs for, to for kill someone For being extremely rude for no reason. Not, it wasn't flipping her off, but at the same time, it kind of was because it wasn't, hey, oh, my apologies for that thing I did. Cell. It, they I share know. a brain cell. Man. And, and that's so, why they be pissing each other off at the same time because it's like <laughs> anything else. When you're really, when you're a lot like someone, you can get along super well. You're like, yes, thick as thieves. And then when you disagree you really disagree and i don't know if that's the exact template for even and villanelle but that's what i'm going with right now that they're so very much alike that when they get along with the shits it's like yeah yeah it's gravy but when they buck heads like you're gonna apologize now are you gonna apologize now and then it's like well bitch you're both stubborn you both have gigantic egos and you both don't think you're sorry so how's that gonna work for anybody and then after that and we get the trip that according to maps and just like conventional trip 
tracking. It takes like two and a half hours but to get before, from Eve's house to the forest. Before they get to the forest, because that's where they're headed, the camera decides to pan to another vehicle in the vicinity. Yeah, it's and, uh, and it's Carolyn and Constantine. They don't exchange words. There's I no deleted surprised. scene with them exchanging words. It doesn't need to be a deleted scene. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be they deleted. Probably just had the fact sex. they're sitting together. Um, I don't know. They about probably, all that. They Carolyn probably has did. a lot of hosts. There's no guarantee that she needs to fuck Constantine right then. According to the preview for next week, she's got a brand new hoe in the house. He looks oh, confused yeah. that Constantine is in the house, and Constantine is like, yo, she got was a lot he of hoes. Naked? I was confused. I doubt he was naked because it's the BBC, but he was definitely topless. He definitely was 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 in his bottoms only, Maybe whatever skibbies, those are. Yeah. And Constantine was letting him know that Callan has a lot of hoes and that he was just a house guest probably, you know, two weeks ago. And because the guy looked confused, like, bitch, why is you here? Last night you weren't here, but I wake up this morning, you're here. And he's like, yeah, we had a mission last night. <laughs> we're combining our murder girls mm -hmm. and we're trying to groom them for some greater purpose, which is just my side theory now is that they're trying to groom Villanelle again, not Villanelle, but mostly Eve. Mostly and then Eve. Villanelle in tandem with Eve because they we get a little peek of it at the container, but they could work well together with their separate skill set of deduction. That if you combine those intuitive skills that they both have about body language and how people work and what the plans are going to and what's happening, that they could be a great team. And even though that they would be on the verge of fucking or fighting or murdering like all the time, if you could manage that, like the psychopath expert was saying, if you're Constantine Carolyn, then that's an acceptable risk where you're like, okay, this is super dangerous. It's literally like ammonia and fucking... Um, What's the thing you don't mix? Ammonia and bleach. It's like ammonia and bleach. Don't mix them together because you could die or you could just clean real well. Right. I've cleaned <laughs> really well with ammonia and bleach. Now, people who've been I'm around upset. me when I've done I'm that, upset. they, you know, maybe they didn't clean real well. Maybe they'd had to clear the premises. But those I was are, about to say, it sounds like you're talking about are, murder. Those are things <laughs> that you do when you're surrounded by people who don't want to clean and you're in clean mode. It's either help or get out of the way. And nothing clears a room faster than ammonia by itself, firstly. But then when you put a little bleach in there, Tara, that sounds like your that sounds like your villanelle tendencies. Coming I mean, out. I had siblings that kind of I felt were maybe lazy sometimes. But I mean, I guess I maybe grew out of it. I, I stopped aggressively cleaning like that. I have. I'm changing a little. Aggressively cleaning? I don't think that um I don't think a person can get out of aggressively cleaning. I, I, Speaking for myself, but I that's something that I just figured out like in life, you know having roommates as I did when I was younger, especially that time where I had like 17 at a time. And you know, you're living in an artist space and you're like, whatever, we're performing, we're doing wild things. It totally makes sense to have 17 roommates. But then like you're in the thick of it, you're like, yo, 17 roommates. Because where that becomes a problem, it's like dishes, you know what I'm saying? Like those dicks that don't want to wash dishes, but then you try to wash your dish and you're like, yo, there's 80 dishes in this sink because the dishes have collected. What the fuck? That was a weird tangent that I just took. But I just wanted to say that all these years later, no, I'm not. I've not adapted my cleaning. What I figured out how to do is to be less of a bitch to people I potentially live with when I'm having my trigger set off. Because that's what I read online. That it's like, if you clean, you clean to the level that you clean, but you can't expect everyone to clean at your level or understand it. And so you have to try to like see from their perspective. And that's what I learned to do. I was like, okay, okay, listen. Not everyone has your mom. Not everyone has those wild Caribbean parents that are just in your fucking face. Wake up at three in the goddamn morning to be like, do you see that crumb by the dish? Go wipe that. <laughs> and so I just have to like calm that energy. And having lived with enough 
people, especially dudes who are like, I don't even know how to work this laundry machine. You're like, okay, all right. So what you're saying is you can't scrub the tub. Fantastic. All right, great. Well, I won't be showering in here anymore. I'll be using this other tub over here, but yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why we started talking about cleaning like that. Oh, Eve. 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 Well, Eve is a whole ass lie, basically. That There's that. And whatever they did on their trip, I mean, I can't imagine. I, I kind of want to imagine what was on that trip because I just think it could be some fluffy fanfic one shots or whatever, but I don't know. You really Somebody do out there look do great. It. Yeah, something like... Oh. You know, I've been meaning, I wanted to go to Amsterdam, but I couldn't. Gosh, you know what? Unfortunately, like part of me is like there, there, there couldn't have been enough like adoration, especially because Eve is so distracted and I'll get to shortly why I think she was so distracted. Not just like not receiving her O, but other things that unfortunately, I don't think Villanelle was getting the attention she felt she deserved. Well, yeah. Which, you know, she deserves a lot, but also she's Villanelle. So she's like, I'm in the room, all eyes on me. And so Eve is still hella distracted because she hasn't figured her shit out. And this whole Jordan Peele shit. So I don't know that she would have had the same Eve energy that she would have had in episode like two or three of Killing Eve, where she was just so over eager to just get into the room with Villanelle and be like, okay, okay, I have a question. What's this question? <laughs> now it's less about like, who are you? Because she understands a great deal about Villanelle, whether Villanelle likes it or not. Now it's more like, what can I get from you? Which is reveals more things about Eve's personality that I don't know. Some people might like, some people might some not people like. Might definitely not like. Like I've been I saying forever that Eve is a selfish person, that everything she's done in these two seasons shows that she's selfish. Like she's other things, but she's also selfish. She's other things, but she's also completely self preoccupied. She's other things, but she prioritizes her needs and her wants before anyone else's. And so there are certain things that it's like, okay, girl, um, warning sign right i mean it was fun watching you sort of navigate your marriage that looked extremely loveless like that was fun it was fun watching you try to burn your boss to get the things that you want which is information on your girlfriend because we want you happy with your girlfriend but now you are being selfish towards your girlfriend the thing that you want and it just reads it just hits different i'll say that it hits different uh what do you mean like when we see her going out for herself for the sake of Villanelle, it's like, yes, do this thing so that they can be near each other and together. But when you're doing it to Villanelle, like, oh, I just need your help in my work. And it's like, um, excuse oh, you. Mean, that's our lack of empathy we're talking about or just lack of reception, too. But oh, like, me because I want to champion the two of them. And it's hard to do that when I'm watching you. Well, that's why I think that her. Carolyn and Constantine are like trying to get their murder daughters together and be like, well, let's see what we can have a little. <laughs> a little marriage of of of, a of litter, great talent, right. a great talent, and also because they've figured out they can't separate the two. I mean, I would think that Carolyn sees something. You know, she saw something in Eve that at the time was independent of Villanelle, the personality, because she's like, I see you, I see how you think, I see how you react to these cases, and that's not like other people who see these tools or see these these clues in these cases and they don't react the same way as you. So I'm going to keep my eye on you and bring you into the team because I see stuff that will be useful to me. And now that we have this progression and they're like, okay, these individual uses for, for a Villanelle for me as Constantine or for Eve as me as Carolyn, they're now merging and they can merge because you guys are so fucking obsessed and stuck on each other. We've tried to dissuade this shit the whole first season. Nothing worked. Literally yeah, nothing, nothing has worked. worked. So what we should do now is manipulate in the opposite direction. Manipulate to get you two together and see if we can't try to control 
to some level the the connection points of this relationship. I don't fucking know. But we're to the goddamn forest. We might as well get to the goddamn forest. They've been driving. We don't know what they've been driving. We don't know what the driver was listening to. But they get there hours later. It is daylight. They leave Eve's house and it's dark. They get to the fucking forest and it is at least dawn. And initially we see the ghost being brought out um, of a vehicle into the forest and she's looking shook and she should. Like she is a woman. She's got no agency whatsoever in this situation. She's tied up. She's blindfolded. She's got a bag over her head and she's being led into the forest and literally nothing good happens in the sticks. What's what happens in the sticks? That's good. Besides like, I don't know, squirrels being born or something or Bambi frolicking. Like there's nothing good you can ever expect of someone being like, Candace, I'm taking you to the woods. Okay. That's where you take people to fucking die. So that's where they're taking her. She's not being altogether cooperative because that's probably the best way to be if someone's taking you into the forest blindfold bag over your head you're probably thinking that you're about to get murked you're about to get assassinated yep so after we see the the ghost go into that situation the last shot is of her getting put into a container and all the lights go off which okay psychological warfare just put the bitch in the dark in the daytime but in the dark because it was a container so it was completely light isolated so they could do that and then we see Eve and Villanelle walking in the forest to the direction of the container. And Villanelle is basically like, um, is this legal? It's <laughs> like, is this legal? I just sort of feel like this doesn't look right. And Eve on her super defensive shit is like, what, are, what do you care? What do you care if it's legal? And she's like, I'm just looking out for you, Eve. And I'm just like, anytime Villanelle is asking a question about what looks sketchy, Eve is sketchy. It is so fucking sketchy, Eve. It is beyond fucking sketchy. And so they finally get to the fucking container and Eve asks the two dudes that are there. There's only two dudes. I guess that's only what's necessary for the for the ghost to open the door and leaves Villanelle outside initially to which Villanelle throws her head back of like, oh, when Eve is like, stay, stay out here because I think she's sick of being left outside. Constantine left her out the other day. And she's like, come on, I can be in the fucking shit. First, Eve asked the ghost if she wants some water but I think it's all fake, just like posturing nonsense. And the ghost is like, now I don't want any damn water. And she's like, cool, who ordered the Peel murders? And the ghost gives up absolutely nothing. Gives and, up nothing. And so she's like, hmm, all right. And she walks out and she tells Velnell, um, well, no, Velnell asks her, like, uh, did she tell you what you wanted to know? And she's like, no. She's like, hmm. I mean, she did <laughs> warn the ghost, though. She was like, listen, um, you could talk to me. You really should, because if you don't, it's going to get worse I'm for you. I'm the good cop here. She didn't even say good cop. She was like, she's not, she's definitely not the good cop. She was just like, it could get worse for you. You should talk to me or it could get worse. And the ghost is like, yeah, how much worse could it get? And she should have dry snitched. Like if Eve wanted to get her to talk, she should have been like, hey girl, like you remember Villanelle who I told you about? I actually got that hell to come here and get information out of you. So we can jump past that. We can jump past your trauma and you can just tell me who ordered the hit. Or I could let that bitch inside. But she didn't even say that. She didn't even say it. She was like, look, you should tell me or it's going to get bad. She didn't even give the girl a chance to be like, I don't want to see Villanelle face to face. I heard stories about her. I don't want to see it. But she doesn't. She's like, yo, um, you going to tell me? Oh, no. OK, it's going to get worse. Bye. And she lets Villanelle and she unleashes the beast, so to speak, which is Villanelle and all of her many, many scary skills. 
you know, of course, Villanelle's like, oh, she didn't speak. Oh, well, cool. I'm going to go in there and do me and do what I do best. And she does. And what's great about that is that Villanelle emerges like with none of her makeup smudged and no blood anywhere. The and only I'm like, sound we hear. Stand a professional. Right. Stand an expert. Stand the best assassin to ever grace the TV. We Villanelle. only hear the, the two knocks of saying, yes, I'm ready for you to open the door and let me out. <laughs> That's what we hear. Oh, we should also note that before she went in, when Eve was still in there, she, a guard was looking at her for a second. And she gave him a look. And I want to think that those guards, at the very least, overheard a conversation or saw a piece of a file about Villanelle. And they were like, nah, nah, nah. Don't even look at her, B. Like, they don't even say, but she could kill you from like 20 feet away. I heard things. <laughs> don't fuck with her, man. She's not safe. She's not safe. And so Villanelle comes out and Eve is like, yo, B, did she talk to you? Did she tell you who did it? And B's like, yeah, she did talk. She did. She told me who it was. And Eve was like, who is it? She's like, well, who the fuck do you think it is? I, I would like to know who you think it is. And Eve is like, the 12. And she's like, no, no. it was Aaron. And from this point, Aaron, uh, Eve's demeanor takes another switch. And there was a couple switches because once Villanelle goes inside of the the container, we see a shot of Eve looking like she's having some sort of, I wouldn't call it a panic like, attack, it was but like, she's like hyperventilating. It was like bit. vertigo almost, but it was like, yeah, she needed to catch something to yeah get her breath yeah she did it was almost like she something released in a sense like i don't i, don't I, know. I actually think it was the opposite i think something was pent up but it's interesting that you say release yeah i think release something because it was like she kept up this i know what i'm doing this is gonna work out fine the energy is what she kept towards everything and then they put she put the two killers in a cage together and was like See, anything could happen i'm of the no I, well that's an interesting way because i'm of the different thought as i was like meditating on it i was curious to me as the scene is played by sandra O oh and jody how eve is not happy she does not have a resolution at the end of this escapade oh, with yeah, Villanelle because which realistically she should have some sort of resolution because she's been trying to get an answer to who ordered the peel thing and she has one so i had to ask myself why what are the potential reasons that eve is not pleased what is she unfulfilled with in this manner and so there's a number of things that that come into play as i said there's people grumbling online and just talking about the probability or the likelihood that eve is non-neurotypical maybe she's a psychopath she trends towards psychopathy she trends towards sociopathy there are different things to sort of give credence to this but in my personal opinion i actually think that I think that Eve, you know, before Villanelle walks into the container after she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go do it. She extends an offer to Eve to watch. And she's like, what well, do you want to watch? And she like lingers for about a beat. And Eve is like, oh, girl, what, what are you saying? The guards are out here watching. And then Villanelle gives her that knowing smile and just sort of like, OK, cheeky and like spins on her heels and goes to do her thing. And for me personally, I think Eve is ultimately really upset. And unfulfilled in this moment, despite sort of getting what she wanted for two reasons. One is that Eve is a narcissist and she's egotistical like Villanelle and she likes to be right. In this situation, she was not right. And she thought she had it figured out about Aaron Peel. Oh, he wouldn't hire a woman to do this because of right. then the other. And I think she just that aspect of her ego and like her need to be right was affected. But also the fact that I think she's unfulfilled in like her actual urges, which is her murder urges, her violent urges, because regardless of what happened this whole episode, the one thing they definitely show us and they've showed us for the past two, three episodes is that she's leveling up with the bad pretty fast mm -hmm. and she's she's 
I mean, she's on the slippery slope. It might as well be a slip and slide that she's on because she's going super fast. And so if we look at the fact that earlier in this episode, she was totally in a mindset to push a man into the tracks. And then we fast forward to the next day, the next morning, and she's had this interaction with Villanelle, who's like the thing that completely gets her going. She's been unfulfilled in that sense because even though she's super close to her and she's getting that thing that she gets, she's not getting that other thing she gets, which is actual tangible, like physical release or like the release they both need of just like being honest and frank with each other. And then you have the situation of like, like I said, her need for violence. And I believe that Villanelle has, she sees it through and through, which is why she offers her the, the opportunity. Like, do you want to come in here and watch? Do you want to know what I do? Do you want to learn? Do you want to level up yourself? Because you have Eve at the beginning of the episode that's like, I want to try again. I want to get into this interrogation room. She's trying to be that thing that's like, let me get this information out. Let me find the thing to say or do to give to get you to give me what I want. But she doesn't have those skills. She doesn't have those Villanelle skills. And the minute Villanelle comes out of there, after she's like, who did it? The next question is, what did you do? What did you do? And it's like, why are you so angry? You haven't even seen the ghost to be upset at what she did as if she violated some sort of human rights thing, which you definitely don't give a fuck about because she's in the fucking forest. She's in the forest with the back over her head, B. We are so past it. We are so past. And not only that, she's a fucking immigrant. So you have completely gone off, gone off to some other shit, Eve, that doesn't make any sense. And now you're here. You wanted to be in that fucking container. You wanted to know what was going on, but instead you denied yourself because you're clinging to this fucking bullshit of like, I'm a decent person. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a good wife. I do these fucking things. There's people out here watching me. I don't want these guards to know. When you know those guards don't give a goddamn, you should have went in there and been like, let me watch. So at least you have full knowledge of whatever, quote unquote, depravity you're inviting into your life and into the life of the ghost because she gets out. She's like, Villanelle, tell me, what'd you do? And part of me is like, Villanelle doesn't tell her because she's like, if you want to know, you should have came in, bitch. No, that's uh, that was the energy. She's like, nothing you told me, nothing you didn't tell me to do. And she gets pissed off. She's like, well, fuck that. She walks off. She goes into the fucking container to see about the ghost. And Villanelle is pissed off. And she walks off. And before that, she's like, wow, bitch, you're just take, take, right. take, take, take. Because she's like, I would think you'd be happy because that actually makes sense. I get the information. I went in there. I spent less time than you. I think maybe it was 20 minutes. I don't know. But she's like, mm -hmm. I wasn't in there for very long. I come out with what you want. Well, and you still, thank you. you still aren't happy. But just her energy, Eve's energy yeah. wasn't happy. And so just like separately, I have a couple curiosities, even though I've seen the crawling scene. I have a couple things I want. Like I would like for Villanelle to see Eve on her case high of like, oh, I'm close to murder or murdering that Hugo saw where he was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because Villanelle has not been able to see that. And I thought by the end of this episode, she could. With what would happen with the ghost, but with right. how it played out, I'm Since like, Eve was wrong. There was so no something high. else. Yeah, I get what you're well, saying. I think now. there was no high because there was no violence, and she clearly needs it now. She was like, I'm gonna push this man the tracks. Apparently, Nico has to rough a bitch up now for her to fucking really want to get going. So it's like, okay, girl, you are on some other shit, and you have not tapped into the fact that violence is something you really want. And you're getting to all these little side routes, these little side streets to violence, but you're not fully down the main road of violence, which Villanelle was inviting you down. Because I fully believe that if she was like, come inside, that Eve would have not only enjoyed it and found it interesting and intriguing, Villanelle would have been like, but do you want to try this? It's like this thing I learned where if you stick this thing right under the armpit, like it causes <laughs> an excruciating amount of pain. Let me just show you how to do it. And so I feel like her, a lot of her rancor towards Villanelle is off the fact that she can't deal with the fact that Villanelle read her to filth again. And she was like, come watch. Yeah. You want to watch, right? And she was like, how dare you? Of course not. I'm better than you. I'm a, I'm a better person than you. I'm a good person. And Villanelle Everyone, was like, yeah, right, bitch. That's what her smile said. She was like, better better they all take turns <laughs> snatching eve's edges like first it was just last episode now it's villanelle it's like mm, 
Yeah, I know where the lines of all this Villanelle goes. got the best snatch, though, because she knows the most. Jess just knows she's a fucking liar. And right. anyone who's paying attention to Eve is like, you're a liar. And you lie really well. You're pathological, bitch. And you know what they say about pathological liars? I don't know. Maybe there's other diagnoses to give. And so that's what's interesting. Because Carolyn's definitely a pathological liar. And so... Is it kind of like, like, you know, like, you know, the company you keep? Because I, I'm already of the thoughts that Carolyn is not, you know, I'm just going to keep using neurotypical because I don't know exactly what how to classify these people, but just not neurotypical. And so it's kind of like gaydar, but like psychodar or just non-murderdar where you're like, I'm on this spectrum. And I can better see other people on this spectrum. And so if that's the case, that would make sense why Carolyn would be easier, be able to identify people like Eve and be like, oh, here's a little a little killer in waiting. She has no idea. Let me steer her in these directions to get her there. This episode put me in the heart and mindset of Hannibal. It made me think of Carolyn's character as the Lawrence Fishburne. It gave me Eve Palastri as the Will Graham. And it gave me uh, Philanelle or Oksana Atsenkova as a Hannibal Lecter. That's what it gave me. Where it was like. Except all the subtext was real text. Right. It was real. It was the text. text. <laughs> it the was actual the text. The text. Things, the thing that happened. Yeah. It's like, I see the potential in you. You're a great agent for some reason. You have these skills that seem to be unmatched when you're in your element. But here's this outside thing that has taken a fascination with you and is molding you to develop this other way of seeing and experiencing and feeling things and it's like well now i can't separate you two because you're just uh it's interesting and that's why i feel like it's gotta and this actually you know going back to the first two minutes we saw where villanelle is out in the rain watching nico try to level up with his bdsm 50 shades fucking role play and again i really hope that doesn't work out to the sex i hope it's like the hugo and eve shit where like they imply that something's gonna happen maybe they'll see the veil Again, I really do think that's too much because you can't expect a veil to stop whatever Nico's been thinking of in that moment. What I expect to stop it is something that has to stop it, like something Eve related where someone's calling her. But then again, he was in a domineering sort of stance so he could be like, don't answer that phone. And she would be into it because she wants to be bossed in a certain sense. But I hope it's Villanelle because she has to. Like she, it's her impact. She caused that interaction by going to Nico with that energy. She's outside watching what Eve is about to do with this motherfucker. So I hope she interrupts it the way Eve interrupted her own foreplay with the fucking alarm at the school because I don't want to see it. I don't want to fucking see it. But separate from that, Eve is being a dick. And so I, I brought that up to say that Eve deserves Villanelle's angsty energy that seems to be coming around next episode because she is selfish and she's being selfish like yeah you know she killed your best friend but you stabbed her so it's even like (laughs) it's all equaled up and even if you think even if you are upset that she killed your fucking friend and you're like well she's a criminal bitch how far away from you being a criminal you're an actual criminal already it's sort of like what is the point like i just you know what i mean like it's it's like carolyn and constantine carolyn and constantine on the surface regardless of whether both of them are in the 12 they understand that like okay we have different agendas but we can work together on this right. and i can be thankful and grateful for what you bring to my shit but eve right now is being a goddamn succubus she's well, like she's give, me, give me give me give me give me yeah. give me give me give me give me and she's not greenest. giving anything yeah 
But it's I don't even think it's just her being green. I think it is her being her. Like she is a selfish person and how her selfishness has showed itself in their marriage. She's a selfish wife. She's a selfish lover. She's all these things because even when even if we take out how annoying Nico is, like you remember that first or second episode where she's like, Nico's like, hey, I'm ready to get frisky. She's like, yeah, totally. But then she goes off into a work conversation, then spins the buck around. And then it's like, oh, afterthought, do you still want to fuck? And he's like, well, because that didn't make me feel like complete shit. Oh, no, thanks. I'm knackered. And so like she's. She's a pretty shitty fucking person. And Villanelle could be regarded as shitty in terms of how she treats other people, which is potentially why they belong together. So their shittiness can converge into something that like is okay for the two of them to deal with. But around other people, like Nadia, look, Nadia didn't sell that shit. She didn't ask to be run off by Nadia, that vehicle. Nadia she didn't ask for that to- shit. Did Nadia ask to be sprung? Did Nadia ask for Villanelle to be the best she ever had in bed? I feel like that's what happened to Nadia. And that's not Nadia's fucking fault. Nadia was in crime, but she was a basic petty ass criminal. She went to jail. We know the sliding scale of bitches in jail 60 days in. Villanelle was definitely at the top. She had skills. She could speak languages. I'm sure she was adept. And so Nadia was fucked up. And so, I mean, because think about it. Fucking Nadia gets left in jail. Who knows how long she was in jail? Maybe another year before someone decided to come get her and be like, okay, we'll give you another shot. And she sees this bitch on her fuck shit. And she still wants to believe her. She's still like, I want to believe you love me. I want to believe you care about me. I want to go believe we'll go fly a kite in fucking Paris. And then she gets run the fuck over fucking twice. Yo, Villanelle's a fucking bitch. Same as Eve. So I hope at the very least when Villanelle's looking out the window and she's like, wow, this is some real fuck shit that she's seeing herself a little bit. And the fact that she is the same, that she's treated her people pretty horribly as it relates to what she thinks she ought to feel or have not necessarily having the perception of do other people feel things? And should I care about what they feel? No, definitely not. Because I feel like that's something that her and Eve have in common. And if any of these recent episodes have singled out about Eve, it's that it's that she, she cares a whole lot less than she says she does about her husband, about her job, about her coworkers. But she says she doesn't know. She doesn't. She. I want her to know. I want Eve to be. In a I place think where she, she will knows. know by the final episode because uh-huh. even if she's not willing to confront it, that Villanelle's going to come for her edges, especially now their coworkers. She'll be like, "I've been watching you. <laughs> I've been watching you." <laughs> la, 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 la. And she'll be right. like, "What did you learn?" She's like, "A lot, a lot." So you're into domination, being dominated. I see. Hmm. I should have known that. I thought you were <laughs> top. You're a switch. Okay, I get it. I mean, that's the thing. Villanelle was given a lot of like. I won't say bottom energy, but just like soft, like uh, fluffy Villanelle in the prior two days. And she gets to Eve's house and she's like, top energy returns Mm -hmm. triumphantly. You can get me unless you touch my cheek, which is why she was like, get off pun my cheek. Don't touch my cheek, bitch. Don't touch my cheek. I get weak in my knees when you touch my cheek and I can't be super cool. Get off the cheek. (laughs) That was her forstuk. She was like, the way she shirked that hand off the cheek, though, she was like, bitch, I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to soften me up and I'm not here for that. But yeah, those are my those were my thoughts about like how it ends because I mean, it, of course there's a scene with Nico, but I just thought it was so interesting that we get so many scenes with with Villanelle and Eve and then it doesn't exactly go the way people wanted it to go or hoped it would go. But at the same time it gives us so much more insight into their character that I'm not mad that they didn't kiss right. because just Eve deserve a kiss at this point. Like I feel like is that is that horrible for me to say? But I just feel like she'd really been on her fuck shit a little there bit. There would have been nothing wrong with the scene. At the sink, 
in if the she kitchen. No, Bill, no, she just stole that kiss. If I retract my statement. Her <laughs> lips at least trace Eve's cheek. <laughs> Uh, as you can see, yeah. Trace the cheek. Uh, uh, something. I feel like we're beyond tracing the cheek. Yeah, no. We are beyond. We are. We're beyond that. I mean, we got the knife down here. We got the lips up here. So it's like sensation, sensation, sensation. I just feel like that's rude shit by the writers. Like, they had to know. Like, she literally, she brings her in for like another, what is that? Just like a, a thrust? Like, yeah, thrust yes. you into me? Yes. And I'm like, that's a, that's a kiss thrust? Like, what's going on? Where's the deleted scene? Where's what was left on the cutting room floor? I'm sure there are several takes of that, and I want to see all of them. I all hope that there are, them. and I fully agree with you. We have no judgment. We don't care if it fits in with the plot. We don't care if somebody's hair is messed up. We don't fucking care. Hey, Phoebe, you want to do us a favor? We don't care if the lights are off, and there's only a candlelight showing the scene. Right. Like we just, if the power cut, we don't give a fuck. Show us that damn scene. Give us the audio Please. dialogue. Like We're that thirsty. We can't help it. We're, th- we're about as thirsty as Eve is to catch a body, so that's a relevant... Mm-hmm. analogy as thirsty as eve is to catch a body and as thirsty as she is to catch a oh yeah so we have her what run up in the inside this truck because she's like okay something happened she did a thing she wouldn't say what she did and the first thing she notices is that the sets of handcuffs she are... didn't ask nicely though eve ask your girlfriend nicely if you want her to give you stuff you didn't even ask her what carolyn said to her your priorities are fucked up anyway <laughs> right i mean we still are dying to know what carolyn said to you in the yeah, jail and you mess. were like so pulled apart it i guess you couldn't even think of it so you're looking at these handcuffs on the floor and you're like wow she's she's got free range she's not being helped at that chair she's just sitting there just slumped like is she all right and she does this weird like should i try to check for vital signs even though i'm not a doctor we didn't notice that chains were gone there was like puddles on the floor but then like it it could have been blood but we didn't see blood on either the ghost or villanelle so i'm hard pressed to think she made it bleed and so eve uh, attempts to try to like touch a a portion of her she kind of picks her head up and the only word that she says to uh, Eve Palastri is monster. And I'm thinking she's definitely saying that about Eve because how dare you arrange all of this? How oh, dare you? Oh, yeah, she's a monster. But even if, like, I mean, just speaking for myself, I would try to be on that solidarity shit. Like, any, like, I mean, if you're just being caught up by somebody, like, you got to reach for what you can reach for to try to get you fucking out and try to manipulate where you can, gaslight where you can, tell lies where you can. And so I'm trying to hope that the ghost is on that shit because she's experienced. But, like, Eve is Asian. She's middle-aged. Like, mm-hmm. you know I would have that same energy. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, etu, like, Bitch, right, are like, you Caribbean? Do you speak Spanish? Are your are your family from the island? Like you did this to me, like your kin. I can't believe this. We're not really related, but we could be. Like, right, we bitch, really we could, could be. be. Like this bitch, could be your life, monster. Right, <laughs> betrayer. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I would too. I would be just like Corrupted the ghost. I'd be like, by bitch. the colonizers. I can't. Right. <laughs> colonizers. I'd be like, bitch. Like really, really. This is what we doing out here. You got me in a forest. What happened to what happened to Sister Solidarity, right, bitch? No, exactly. I can't believe this. I would have gaslit the shit out of Eve. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, to me, the ghost didn't have enough energy, but that's a testament to Villanelle taking all of she the smugness everything. out of her. Because she was smug last time we saw her with Eve. Villanelle went in there and did her fucking work, and she was a broken person. That's another deleted scene that we don't get, but we I want. I want. I have to imagine that Villanelle said really awful things on top of like doing some like Xena twisties or like pressure points. I can do this. But then probably also described in detail what she would do to her children. I mean, and this is a guess, but I could see Villanelle saying, do you know how many children I've killed? God, I've lost count. Dozens. (laughs) Well, there was this one time I killed an eight year old. You know, like I just feel like I just cracked a fucking 11 year old boy's 12 year old boy's neck in the hospital. And so and because she already knows Villanelle's reputation, she knows that like, oh, she's not like me. 
I would have a problem killing a child. And if I had to kill a child, I would kill that child. But right. I would make it as soft and painless as possible. Right. I do it in their sleep. And Villanelle's like, bitch, I'm going to do it so that you see. And I watch. <laughs> I watch your last moments of terror. And so that's enough Put to Put some rubella in there. Anybody. Flintstones chewable vitamins. <laughs> because if you know that you're dealing with someone that has no limits, and the only limit they have is the one that you don't know to exploit, which is Eve, then you, you're shook because mm-hmm. you believe everything they say. I'll pull your son's entrails and hang them from a tree. You'll be like, oh my God, you will hang my son's entrails from a tree. Okay. Because we, sta- we started this deal. episode with her getting yelled at by the the guy uh, from Afghanistan, and she had no reaction to anything that he was saying. And I mean, because he had that fake threatening energy. Yeah. If you don't do what we say, I will throw you away into a hole, lock away the key. And Villanelle is working off that like crime shit, so mm-hmm. she's able to threaten that shit. That's just like totally gets you arrested it was just for saying it you'd it, probably get arrested it made me think of anyway. like something like batman would do where he would hang somebody like oh my arm's getting tired you better tell me what you know before i i drop you off this cliff or like whatever something like that where it's like totally oh. something like that and it's interesting that eve's face because at this point i almost want to be the peanut gallery to eve every time she's off like just like furrowing her brows like who me what me what does this all mean bitch have you not seen your behavior next episode? Evidently, you you're on your get knees. Into these woods? How do we even get to the fact that Nico says, now get upstairs, and that bitch drops to her knees? Like, how do we get there? How did we translate to be like, oh, get upstairs? Like, that must mean crawl. Surely you, you, you guys are hearing how I keep oscillating back to the crawl scene, and it's just because I need to discuss it. I need to. Please hit us up about the crawl scene just independently and if you haven't seen it we'll find a way to help you guys see it prior to like next sunday maybe instagram or some other place where they take videos that we can show you because it's just it's a lot i might i might capture some of it and then i might post it as long as it's not like Against I'm just more so pissed off that it ruined my like Villeneuve haze. Yeah, but again, it's your fault. I blame you entirely. I'm holding a grudge against you right now because I'm pissed off. I mean, but I didn't direct the scene. I didn't say you know it would be fun for the viewers. (laughs) Might as well. Um, No, we know who's writing for whatever we just saw. That's definitely not us. Lot of mercy. Well, I guess we should probably get to the final scene. Yes, Before, we cut after we hear scene. that uh, second favorite scene. Right after we hear the ghost call uh, Eve a monster, and I guess Eve sits with that. Does she? She's probably like, "You right." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, after she sits with that, we get a scene in uh, we're on location to Oxford, Oxford, where the spelling bee is happening. And uh, or in that moment, I think, what are we just in a courtyard or whatever? recess or whatever the fuck does recess happen for spelling bees i don't know we're yeah we're we're iffy on those details but we have one a uh, one villanelle up here to uh she's it, posed up yeah she is she's posed up by the courtyard she apologizes for the uh messages that she left at the school and then she said oh she was just trying to get eve's attention so at this point you know nico's racking his brain like wait messages Wait, Eve. Actually, I disagree. I think he recognized her from the jump. I think that Villanelle on the off, just on a regular day, isn't super forgettable because she's attractive. And he remembers her from Eve. That was delicious. So he knows her face. Absolutely. Because he came inside 
And Eve was a mess and she had to say something to him because she was so messy. And that's how he knew Villanelle exists. Villanelle's a woman. She's been in our house. So I fully believe. And plus her hair was pulled back the same way it was pulled back when he was in the house. That the minute he saw her and looked for half a second, he was like, oh, Villanelle. And then she says about the fucking messages. And he's like, of course it was you. Of course you were leaving the messages. And. You know, she's like, well, whatever. Like, I was just trying to get Eve's attention, but she doesn't even care about your life. Not even a little bit, which I've been said. I've been said that about Nico. And he's like, hey, don't talk about how Eve doesn't care about me like that. And, you know, she's like, don't look so angry. I just wanted attention, but she doesn't care about you at Mm -hmm. all. So look, it's fucking fine. (laughs) And then she probably says my favorite line of this exchange, which is like, you look, she's like, look at you, huh? You look like someone stuck a mustache in some fudge. She does this like she said his face contortion with uh, her, her face, like like she would be uh, twinkling or twitching her mustache if she had one, like like trying to get the mustache off her face. Is right, what that looked like. Which, I mean, dudes, I feel like having <laughs> facial hair in general is like a lot. Like it's a it lot is going a on. Challenge. I'm pretty ticklish, so I feel like a lot of things would itch me, and my own mustache would probably fuck me up. But I'm with Villanelle on that shit. That he, I mean, she, she insult, she basically called that motherfucker ugly. She was like, "Bitch, you look like you was dipped in fudge." What does that mean except unattractive? She wasn't like, you know what? You remind me of the statue of Adonis. You remind me of the Greek pantheon that's in the museums. Like she didn't say anything like that. She was like, you look like someone dipped a mustache into fudge while the rest of your body and face just droops in a really unattractive fashion. Like bitch, really? Also, thank you, Villanelle. Thank you. I've been waiting for someone to insult Nico the way he deserved. And you fucking did that shit. And you know, she's like, uh, what did she say after that? Oh no, it's Nico who's it's like, Nico. "Oh, Tom, Daniel, stop it!" Right. So they were. And then probably, he walks away. They were either a roughhousing or B. They heard what she said and agree. Oh dear. <laughs> I would hope to think the, the kids were too far away. Let's the hope. kids were too far away to hear anything. Like that. They'd have called like, the police. Oh. That's when you called a popo. Yeah. And so after he tells Tom and Daniel whatever to stop horsing around he walks away in the opposite direction they don't even say sorry i don't think they respect nico but he walks away and she's like well where the fuck are you going he's like away from the kids and she's like oh hmm, well aren't you a nice guy (laughs) away from the kids you're gonna traumatize the kids and she tries to start to play as she walks off with him with a fucking bike bell talking about how she loves the sound sound. here come nico with his alpha energy he's like pushing you against the wall. And what I love about this scene is that literally as she's delivering the line, much like the season one, episode five, where she makes that comment about the shirt and the sweater, I said out loud, I was like, wow, Nico. So you have that shit in you? And she's like, wow, Nico. Didn't know you have it in you. And I was like, bitch, same. (laughs) Fucking same. I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know that he had that kind of fucking aggressive anything. And, you know, she makes that remark and it's fucking amazing. You should try this with your wife. And And you didn't deliver that right. You didn't deliver that right. Because she's like, she, well, she, she sits in it a little bit. She's like, oh, oh, ouch. Like, Nico, I didn't know you had it into. Good for you. Because she's like, good for you. Good for you. Good. Oh, you have something after all. And then she's like, she gets real close. And she's like, you should try this with your wife. 
<laughs> oh man and nico is upset because he's like god damn it i knew she was on some fuck shit and you have just confirmed for me she's on some fuck you shit. you just triggered me because you know that i can't satisfy my wife in bed true <laughs> and then villanelle plays her game which she likes to play and i think men are the easiest people to play this game with which she feigns some sort of pain like ow ow it's hurting Ow. And you can tell that gets a reaction from Nico because he backs off. It's designed to get him to back off. And in many ways, I feel like that's just her doing tests. Like, how mm-hmm. far will you go? Mm-hmm. Will you believe me that I'm just like, oh, a demure, a demure woman right now who you're hurting, even though you know through your wife, I've killed several people. But yet you're still backing off of me because you think you're hurting me. Oh, poor Nico. And she does that. And he backs off and she's like, yeah, well, anyways, that worked. Um, I just want to let you know that you're good. It's fine. Everything's gravy. Everything's, everything's gooch. And he's like, what the fuck? What do you fucking mean is gooch? He's like, I forgave Eve. I forgave Eve. We're fucking friends now. In fact, we're more than friends. And I was going to be like, girlfriends, girlfriends. But colleagues is the new code for gals being pals, evidently. She's like, we're colleagues colleagues after he's like what the fuck are you talking about and because that's code and she's like besides i've been stabbed before i know what it's like in the moment emotions you know they get they get a little up there and he's like wait she stabbed you and she's like that look on her face she's like, like oh she ain't tell she you. didn't tell you. tell you about that and i do love the way she delivers these next lines because i mean this whole conversation is full of big dick energy it's like a dick measuring contest yes. but villanelle's dick is metaphorical and bigger Bigger. and nico's dick is not metaphorical and micro and villanelle's just there like swinging my big dick and so she's like okay um by the way in case you were curious about what exactly happened when she came to my flat well she came to my apartment in paris and she and then she drops her voice because she was talking with a certain level of aggression. And she's like, and she laid down next to me in my bed. And then she stuck a knife in me. Like, it's fucking porn. And Nico reacts to it like it's porn. Stop it. And you then she stop. Says, you don't tell me that shit. Look. And she pulls up her shirt to show the scar. Because this like, is going to be, this is my, this is my. She's like, proof. Mm-hmm. Proof positive. You'd think I was the bad guy. And I do love that look. I mean, all the looks she serves in this scene, I'm just loving every last one of them. But that is also one of the looks and because just the energy is off the fucking charts when she's like yeah so <clears throat> you think i was a bad guy huh hear me give you seven looks i'm sizing you the fuck up yeah 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 smell you later mustache <laughs> she fucking mustache i'll smell you later and she walks the fuck off and then we hear that fucking song that was from season one and of course the scene ends on the line from the song may the best, may the man, best win. man win that's villanelle don't you dare try to suggest to me it's Nico. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare try to suggest that shit. And so, I mean, this episode was a doozy. I really feel robbed by Terrence. So I just want to reiterate that again to you guys. I'm going to try God to have some it. positive. Uh, look, you really fucked me up. My notes were more ridiculous than yours. I was totally in a certain state of mind. I was screaming in the streets of Brooklyn, killing Eve from like euphoria before you decided to say, this watch is two, two minutes. I watched really two minutes. This, to completely fuck my life up. This episode was spoiled by the AMC <laughs> premiere <laughs> because not only will it give you two days to uh mull over an episode to come whether you choose to behave or not is definitely up to you but as soon as the episode does premiere it does give you the first two minutes of next week's episode and i'll 
Next week, I'm not going to ask to do it. I'm just going to be like, well, let's let's record. On the one hand, I said earlier, like, don't do it if you love yourself. But on the other hand, do it if you if you want to help me like cope and you just want to like join the new support group that I'm starting, which is for Eve was on her knees. Like that's the name of the group. Eve was on her, Eve knees. Was on her knees. Eve was on her knees, comma, and it's not for Villanelle. And so that's the name of the support group. You guys can hit me up if you're like, hey, I would like to be in the support group of Eve is on her knees and it's not for Villanelle. What do we do? Oh, see how I keep adding to the title? Like, see, <laughs> this is all your fucking fault. And um, I don't think it's fair because literally before you did this, before you did this, and I was like, pop the shampoo. Let's talk about episode five. Let's smell you later. I was thinking happy thoughts. I was I was hearing genuine pony for when Villanelle rides up on fucking Eve from the back. And she's like, hey, girl, like. This is what we doing. But you destroyed all those happy fails. You destroyed all of those things that was going on. I mean, they could still deliver. It's just. What deliver what? <sighs> I mean, of course they could deliver for our girls. But what cannot be erased I is know. me seeing I... how Eve dropped yeah. to the floor with such glee when fucking, you know, Nico figures out, oh, okay, you like this. Go get upstairs. And this is a perfect situation for her because she has permission. It's her husband. She, isn't, she shouldn't have to you know, work hard to get her husband to fucking sleep with her if he's into it and she's into it. And then, but for me, what makes it worse is that not only do I have to be subjected to this awful scene, I have to be subjected to my villanelle outside the window in the rain, in, in the literal the fucking rain. rain. Like, what is this? An Elder Barge music video? I don't think it's fucking fair and I don't think I should have to suffer this way, but Maybe they're making me suffer this way so I can get to episode eight, in which I do believe 87% positive at this point that there will be a kiss of some kind before the season is out. But uh, actually, mm -hmm. see, I feel like how do you go from I think they'll have sex because that's what you said in an earlier podcast no, episode too. I, I said, don't even think they'll kiss. I think they'll have sex in season three. That's what I said. You're said season three but this you fucking screwed was the deleted scene we didn't get with them at everyone the, send, at the kitchen sink. send them hate mail the kitchen sink is where the kiss should have been and we didn't we got robbed of that but that was the editors robbing us was it the editors i mean I'm maybe gonna blame i'm gonna blame the director and writer because do editors have that kind of power <laughs> they don't have that kind of power to eliminate something as explosive as chemistry filled as a fucking villain eve kiss would be considering all the fans waiting with bated breath for that fucking shit to happen uh, i will say this though i will say this that one of my fantasies prior to having to be scarred by Eve on her knees was not really fantasy, but it was like a side theory. And I was just thinking about like, as this episode progressed and what's happening with the two women and like what Eve is like showing what she's into, what Villanelle's already shown us she's into and all this kind of stuff is that my new theory slash headcanon slash desire slash just want to see explored because I think it could be interesting dynamics is that I now feel that a great first sex scene and I don't mean kiss because they can kiss prior to this happening. But in my opinion, I think a great first sex scene between them would involve not actual coitus, yeah. but it would involve them killing someone together. That's my new fantasy is that they will kill someone together. And, you know, Eve will be the reluctant, like, I don't know. And Villanelle will be like, you know, <laughs> you know, help me do it. Like, and I don't know how exactly that would that would work out. But I just sort of feel like as a viewer, that would be super interesting with the dynamics we see that Eve is so fucking desperate 
to level up with the murder, but also she wants to know stuff. She doesn't know all the stuff, which is why she's like, what did you do in there? What did you do that was so dark and amazing and convincing and I don't know, effective, but you were able to get her to be this broken and give you what you want because I want that kind of power and I don't fucking have it. And so I feel like it would be foreplay for them in a sense if they ended up in a kind of situation for whatever reason where Villanelle has to do a kill or someone needs to get dead and Villanelle's probably going to be the one tasked to do it. But Eve is in the situation. She's like, would you like to do it together? (laughs) Would you like to hold this dagger with me while I and disembowel this man i mean come on we're colleagues colleagues do things just like colleagues this. being colleagues <laughs> well assassin colleagues just do things like this but yeah so that was something a little side route of of activities that i thought of that i wanted to i thought could be interesting to see with them just because i feel like for as much as we joke about the o it's also about the murder o at this point it's about the release that comes from exercising violence for people like Eve and Villanelle and Villanelle routinely gets to exercise her violence, at least in that respect where she's like, well, I'm feeling away, but I can go kill this person right quick. And I have this, this little thing figured out, but Eve, she's had no relief. And the closest she's come to relief is with the person that she doesn't actually want to kill. And so it's conflicting, but still she's upset because she's like, I don't have that body. Like, I don't want your body, but I want a body. I want a body to me. I want a body to my name. And I'm really scared to admit that to my husband and to myself and to my boss. But it's actually what I want. Those are my new those are my new canon thoughts. Were that and, uh, you know, I'll, maybe I'll try to put up a video on Instagram of Genuine's pony and some slow-mo Villanelle riding up to back when I was in my happy feels with this ship and not in my upset feels when it comes to Nico and Eve. Shout out to, I have to... I will probably put in the notes, but Twitter user who was making Nego fan art because I yay. totally actually I'm going to say now. yay at hashtag N-I-G-O for those of you who do not understand what the Nego wave is about. It's Nico and Hugo, babe. Yes. And it's about them going just somewhere away and oh, together. Yeah. So for those of us who don't want to see. I should just see, probably go into the Nego hashtag because... Like, who else is in there, right? Like, <laughs> there are 30 Nigo tweets in the past hour. Wait, what? Okay, so Nigo is also something in relation to a store. So I think what you're looking at is some some project collaboration between Pharrell and Nigo. Uh, yeah. Whoever so that is. Whoever that is. Where's that Nigo art? Well, shout out to everyone who's hitting us up on Twitter because it's taking me longer to scroll than I thought it would (laughs) to find this fucking tweet. Well, I'll just say shout out to the crackheads as they refer to themselves (laughs) because they're into all the ships with a little bit of flavor. And I'm not mad at that. Keep the show lively. Keep it the show fun. I'm really enjoying the ship, Nego. It's fucking amazing. Nego. Emphasis on go. And crackheads out there, you know who you are. Why don't you let me know how you feel about the the kneeling scene have you seen it do you need to see it do you need a fucking link because i need other opinions i've not seen these opinions online and it could be because it's so super super fucking fresh between them i don't know when they when they put it up there because last time i was looking at the episode on amc premiere i did not see it so it's very likely that it just appeared this evening this evening tonight and that we're done with this recording we'll search on the interwebs and we'll find a bunch of people really distraught really just like wow 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 this is what we're doing this is what we're doing we're going here with villanelle in the rain they just want me to completely be eviscerated and but you know what you know what makes total sense which is fucked up 
What makes sense? That this episode Eve was a mess. This episode she didn't have it together. And so what is what is what 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 is? Yeah, what is? Uh, I don't even remember what happens in the trailers. It doesn't even ha- it doesn't even matter because what definitely happens. I mean, it matters. Okay, it matters. Villanelle opens the door to her fucking office. Presumably, that's the next day, and she looked like she was in a better mood. But also at the same time, she's like, "Eve, don't fucking talk to me like that." I'd be like, "Eve, don't talk to me like that unless you're on your knees or I'm on mine." Because I saw what you and Nico did last right. night, and I got feelings. Exactly, I got feelings, and I'm not okay, bitch. Don't talk to me like that unless, again, I'm tied up or you're tied up. Like you want to have that fucking aggro energy, save that for your fucking husband, bitch. And I respect Villanelle's position in this argument, and I'm behind her 100. percent I never found. <laughs> I never found these these names in the tweets, but uh, I was going to shout out all the crackheads out there doing the lovely ships and the ship art. You guys know who you are. I'll fucking tweet you. And friends, all of you bitches out there who are engaging and having fun and making sure the fandom stays alive and on fire while the season is going so the BBC and everyone knows how much we care about this fucking show. We appreciate you. And I just appreciate the fucking content. I'm looking for Killing Eve content every day. And you guys help to provide it. So thank you so much. Yes. And thank, thank you for listening you. to the show. Again, I, I feel like I had more positivity about this episode. It's a blame Terrence. For all you people, for all you people who were like so excited, looking forward to hear what you think about this episode. And you heard so much more about the episode we haven't watched. Again, blame Terrence. Send him all the hate letters, all the hate mail that you have, your angry gifts. We Send did them to him. Pivot the energy. I pivoted the energy because I was like, hey, do you want to see these two minutes? These two minutes that I wreck everybody's Poor. life. But uh, I'm not over it. I'm not over what you did. Maybe that's though. not to say that I do not appreciate the domesticity that was on display, that I do not appreciate the sprungness that was on display. Of course I do. And I actually think it it gives us so much more insight into where these two can go in an actual relationship, actually, if you were to imagine what that might look like or a working relationship. But in their first, what is it, like second or third couple fight? Because I feel like their first couple fight, as Eve describes it, is... Well, season one, episode five, when she goes to Carolyn, she's like, I think we had a fight. I don't know. And this is like their second couple's fight where, you know, they've got differing opinions on certain things, but then also they're on the same fucking page for other things. Like, do you think about this thing all the time? Yeah, I do all the fucking time. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, you know, at least that that's still intact. Thanks, guys. The only other thing I wanted that I didn't see was for Villanelle to show that damn scar to Eve, but I guess it makes less sense if she was wearing a really dramatic long gown made of black lace. But I would like to see that in a future episode that Eve has her weird aggro energy and she's like, bitch, look at this. And then Eve is like, oh, can I, can I touch it? <laughs> she's like, yeah, you can. But I think we need to go behind closed doors because it might get out of control. But yeah, uh, if anything, this episode for me shows that Eve is pretty selfish, pretty self-involved, pretty unhinged pretty on the edge pretty desperate to do whatever and on her way to right now i feel like she's on the precipice she's on the cliff and it seemed like like with the subway pushing that she could just fall the fuck off but i hope she falls off by the end of this season and if not falls off she leaps off like i don't want her to fall off by happenstance like i'm falling into the violence i want her to leap the fuck off all the way there and it would be super shocking if like you suggested she leaped off in the direction of fucking nico with her knife i don't know what it'll be like that but i wouldn't mind it if she killed her own husband that would put her in another category but also wouldn't that make her like a suspect i mean i guess not if you have like carolyn on your side to just hide the murder but why would carolyn hide the murder unless of course she needs you to murder someone else anyway I'm getting off on tangents, but that's basically it. Any final thoughts for you? Uh, I, what do I want to see? Oh, 
I want a palate cleanse of those uh, two minutes we saw. I want, I want restitution. I want, I want a comeuppance of sorts. Uh, I want, I want the dethroning of Aaron Peel next episode. That's he said, his, he said his nose was bleeding in the trailer. That, I hope that's maybe. a precursor to his fucking death, B. Like, oh, oh is your nose bleeding? Gosh. Maybe someone's subtly giving you a thing and you find your reacting to it. Do you think they let the ghost go? Because that seems like the kind of thing she would do. Like, oh, you're bleeding, but so, you don't know you're dying, but you're totally dying. So someone hires the ghost to do this? Wouldn't it be MI6 To though? save the world. Oh. Well, there is a, there is a um, an audio clip in the trailer that we hear Eve asking Carolyn if she if they brought Aaron Peel in, and Karen was like, "No, we play in the long game because that I think is Carolyn's favorite game is the yes. long game." She's like, "No, no, 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 I'm like 18 moves ahead of you, and we're on move." That's six. the it's game fine. I always win. Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't happen. So Eve is probably like, "Okay, we're gonna get Aaron Peel," and Carolyn's like, "Bitch, like, who's in charge? Me? No." We're not. We're going to watch to see how this plays out. Because if you haven't figured it out, I'm a little bit like you. I like to watch. I like to watch things develop and see where it can go from there. And so it'll be interesting. Do you, do you have any wagers on what Eve could be saying to Villanelle to get her to be like, I like you, but not that much. Don't speak to me that way. That sounds like some street energy. That sounds like some Brooklyn energy. Like, watch the way you speak to me. Maybe but, that was at Eve's suggestion of getting the ghost to go after Aaron Peel versus Villanova, who's what? literally standing right there. Like, what? if we're colleagues, why Whoa. wouldn't you send me to do the kill? Hello? You really think it would be something that impersonal? That would get Villanelle to say that to her. I like you, but I don't like you that much. I I feel like no. The the ghost is not. The ghost hasn't presented itself as no. An I mean, integer. like Eve saying something like, "You're good, but she'd be better for this." <laughs> but she wouldn't believe that. That's a lie. We heard her. She basically was like, "The ghost is less interesting. The ghost is less everything." Right, but she's also the one that gets into places unseen and can just like leave and do what she has to do. Right, Eve would never say something. I see what you're saying now. Hmm. I just don't. I can't see. I can't see the scenario so in which she says that to her just, about the ghost. Well, then, hmm, if it's not about the ghost, I have to imagine it's Eve continuing to be selfish and self-absorbed, and she's not catching herself because she's like, it's almost like she's taking Villanelle's sprungness for granted that she can just be flippant in a way. Yes. And Villanelle's like, "Bitch, like, look, like." I really like you. Like, my feels are super deep. And it's true. I've not told you how deep, but don't be talking to me any old kind of way. That's why I said that, like, that, that, like, New York City energy where you can be like, I love you to death, right or die. But also the way you just spoke to me would get you knocked out, knocked right out. And so I'm just, I, I can't actually conceive of what Eve is saying. Like, I, I don't know, like, is it something about Nico? Well, it's some because she down. she would totally be bitchy about Nico because and here's what I hope I hope she says that shit about Nico she tries to gaslight Nico Nico's like I don't believe you she's like okay okay let me explain it. and he's like mm, bitch get on your knees or he doesn't say that but he's like what would you do some shit she's on her knees so I hope that Villanelle disrupts that situation but also cause the instigation of the situation so that next time she sees Eve Eve is on her bullshit because she's like wow so you you literally left the container and went straight to Oxford to see Nico and she's like yep. And then I came straight back here to see how you would act with him. And I took notes. I saw what was happening and I didn't like it. I mean, I don't know how she's going to react. We haven't seen the whole scene. It didn't look like she liked it. And I don't know why she would. Why would you? Why would you I mean, like that? I wouldn't. Why would you like that? So that's my opinion. I don't, um, I don't have any bets to place except I'm begging the cosmos to please, please keep Nico's BDSM scene. BDSM scene? Keep it away from me. 
I am begging all of the gods, all of the ancestors, all of the saints, all of the fucking magic that exists in this universe, please, please do not force me to watch a simulated goddamn blowjob between goddamn Eve and motherfucking Nico. Don't put me through it. Don't you goddamn do it. I mean, yeah, I... The fact that she went down. I thought it was a do- I thought it was going I, to a blowjob. Yes. The minute she dropped to her knees, I was like, word, no. it's a blowjob. Bitch, what was the last time no. you gave a blowjob? 97, girl. Oh, my God. It was traumatic. That was a traumatic two minutes. I also feel like if you're that inexperienced, like if it's been a while since your last BJ, shouldn't you probably practice? I don't know. I don't have enough Maybe evidence on, on that. Maybe on a carrot. <laughs> okay what you're saying sounds really weird because think of the shape of a carrot no it is like it makes no sense i mean a not, banana makes sense the maybe front of the carrot <laughs> terrence when the girth of a thing consistently <laughs> when it consistently gets wider or slimmer that's not i don't think that's the thing i don't i think no, it has right. to be a cons- <laughs> i think it has to be a, <laughs> you're right a consistent girth i don't know I mean, practice on something. You're right. I'm just mad you said a carrot. That <laughs> I said a carrot because I'm still thinking of Villanelle. Villanelle's the only one who can use the carrot and make right. it seem hot. Well, That's yeah. The only, she's the only one. She's the only fucking one. That would have been great practice. It would have been. going to sip it on our shampoo. Traumatized. I'm still really mad at you for this, Terrence. We do confirm that Carolyn has another hoe in the scene in the preview. That happens to some dude with his shirt off and he's looking like, bitch, why are you in the crib? And Constantine is like, well, Carolyn has many hoes. (laughs) Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. I would love to see a lady hoe show up in Carolyn's boudoir. Uh, Since the uh, other one. Yeah, since Julia. Or someone else. It could be Julia and someone else. It could be one of those wild threesomes she was talking about. Two cucks up, three cucks up, no cucks up. Whatever, we'll take it. Yeah, will it look like carelessness? I mean, I don't know. Not to Carolyn, not to Constantine. Maybe to her new boo. Not new boo, but new to this game boo. So to recap, Eve was a mess this episode. She soiled and totally ruined her undergarments, but she was also a bit of a dick and was not super thankful at all to Villanelle for getting her out of a pinch, really, which is what are... What are the peels up to? What's up with the peel organization? Quick notes on Villanelle. She looked amazing. I think she's handling everything spectacularly after what happened in Amsterdam. I'm glad when Constine asked her about it, she was like, I don't understand the question. We're moving right along. I would like to hope that she keeps it together for the next episode because she looks more together than me with the knee scene. I I fully think that she would be within her rights to march into the house and murder Nico right then. And then just explain it away to Carolyn. Like, I know we're co-workers. He had to go. He was annoying. But see, now I'm on the Nico murder train. I didn't think it could happen. But now that we see this future Dom yeah. Nico, I'm like, it could happen. It could mean, happen. He could be a Dom, but he could just be a Dom somewhere else into somebody else. Like, I didn't <laughs> need that. A Dom to Hugo. Right, exactly. Don't tell Hugo to get on his fucking knees. He'll be into it. He'll be like, ow. And then you both go together somewhere very far away. Just someplace not where Eve and Villanelle are so they can be alone. 
Right. And do the things this episode. We already said it would rival Endgame. Again, look, if there's anyone to blame, if there's anyone to blame, I'm sure there was a lot missed. There was Stop a lot of champy. Look, it's, it's blame. It's blame. It's blame. Literally, we were skipping around town, we screaming, were. killing even the streets, having a grand we old were. time. And then you said, you said, before we pop the champagne and start the episode, let's watch the next two minutes. We have the producer here. He's a witness. Yeah, and nothing, He's a witness. He knows. nothing was the same. These were, <laughs> I don't think any two minutes of any Killing Eve episode will touch those two minutes we just saw. It was, a, the reaction was a visceral. In terms of two minutes that do not involve it was Eve horror. and Villanelle. It, it was, was horror. horror. Right. Because, because there are moments that can't be touched with Eve and Villanelle just doing what they do because that's always nice. But just like the horror show, like there was no death. There was no anything that happens. Like Bill, oh, but people sad when Bill get killed. This was harder than watching Bill get killed. Yes, I agree. Yes. This was harder than watching Villanelle cry. <laughs> and I was really upset because at the end of Villanelle's tears, I knew that the reason for those tears was Eve and her feelings for her. But I, I'm I'm unsteady. I'm on quicksand and I don't like it. And I blame Terrence and I'm going to have the same animus energy for him until we get relief next week. It's a week from now until we get relief and we know what happens at the end of the scene. They're not telling us what happens at the end of the scene. They know because they're fucking people up. They're fucking people up. Look. Oh my God! Just don't, they're doing. Just they're don't, doing with like HBO was doing. Me, they're doing what. I just, do not need Fifty Shades of Palastri. Do you understand me? Oh yeah, absolutely no. Do you understand me? Absolutely. I don't no. need that fucking shit. The only Fifty Shades of Palastri I want to see is if it involves Hugo. That's it. Show me that. Whatever. I need to finish this champagne and get the fuck out of here. I'm so mad at Terrence, <laughs> you guys. I'm solidly upset. You know, it won't be dawn before long. And uh, the <laughs> fact that we are still in this motherfucking studio screaming to the top of our lungs for, for any random person who hears is like, oh, my God, wow, that Killing Eve sure is a wild show. I mean, if you could get through I don't it even once... know if I made sense this episode. I honestly cannot remember what I covered. I don't know what the fuck I talked about. I don't know if I went down my notes and I blame you. We tried our best to be organized. <laughs> we did. We did. It's just... It's this show up. has a way of just it's pulling everything away. It's like, oh, you want to be, uh, oh, you want to be perfect? It's like, well, we're just going to remove your expectation. We're going to remove your hope. We're going to remove your dreams. We're going to remove everything that you're excited about and just give you all the things that you really don't want. And all at the same time. Yes. And actually, I guess I was going to shout out. I don't know I'm trying to remember some of the stuff I organized, but it was totally ruined because of you that we, we had. It was totally ruined. Totally fucking ruined. I guess that's what snack episodes are for. I want to fucking shout out um, Tumblr user Kiko Blue, K-I-K-O-B-L-U, for reaching out to us to say how much you are listening to the podcast and enjoying it. But you also sent us like a wonderful breakdown of her science perspective of like all of Villanelle's kills. We're going to reblog that to our blog so you guys can check it out. But it is in-depth. And I'm just saying like if you just maybe need some side notes for how you might potentially plausibly, I don't know, maybe if you need to defend yourself, commit a murder, you can check out her blog post and see um, all the sciencey reasons why certain kills work and why certain kills are less likely to work. But Hey, suspend your, your, uh, what is that? Imagination. There we <laughs> suspend go. Your imagination for disbelief. Um, and I feel like there was something else. Oh, you also had a mention of like Misandry and you thought Terrence was sending were saying Masandi 
when we were saying misandry, no, we're really saying misandry. And um, I guess a quick explanation on that is for listeners who are completely new to us and haven't heard us on our Marvel podcast or in other things where we talk like I'm like I'm one of those individuals for all the people that know me in life and on the Internet. They do know that misandry is like a creed that I believe <laughs> Uh, fully and truly and whether it's because like you can call me Captain Sabahoe like if there's a girl and she's looking slightly drunk and there's a guy that might be slightly perving here comes me with a flying kick and a flying fucking punch to get you out the fucking paint but also I feel like misandry is aspirational because you know if you look at the march for equality that women or non-men have had in the recent history of life, like it's been a pretty fucking slow ass march. In fact, I'd say it's a goddamn crawl. It's it literally is a, crawl. a crawl. And so my new philosophy is, is that if I advocate for the more extreme of those two, because advocating for equality has clearly gotten us not as far as we need to go. I feel like if I advocate for misandry, then it'll, it'll even out a little bit and maybe the progress will happen sooner than later. I don't, I don't know. Also, if I were a vigilante and living a side life, I would be a misandrist. Like it would be me taking out the rapist and the abusers. It's true with wild abandon. So it's part aspirational, part cheeky, but 100% Candace's life philosophy. I enjoyed the vision. <laughs> I do. I mean, what, what I'm saying is if the apocalypse went down, it'd be an all girls group with very few exceptions. Terrence, you can come. Yay. I just can't <laughs> click. I just can't click on links. Like, hey, do you guys want to watch this really this really cool thing? Because, yeah, that would get me kicked out really quick. That would get you murdered. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like Caesar style. Just like, like with everyone joining I, it is me, Like, But I didn't direct this. I don't. Under, you know, they switched up the writers for the back four of the season. Yo, they did. Who's it? Who's responsible? But who I got a hate tweet for on the episode snack episode? You will figure out. We're going to figure it out. Gonna we're going to get into that shit. We're going to, because the thing was, the fucked up thing about this and what Terrence did is that he had us watch that scene right before we recorded. So we did not have time to adjust, to come down, to make sense of ourselves, to get our, our lives back in order. None of that happened. So we were completely disheveled, disoriented, and fucked up when we started recording this. And we apologize for our state of disarray but you know thanks for sticking with us <laughs> yeah i appreciate that and you know it's totally fine if it takes you two three even four sittings to get through these kind of episodes that's but cool it's you like you have to understand that there was just so much there was a lot okay there was so, a lot there's a lot that has to be touched there's, there's possibly even stuff of course that we may have missed which is why we do our snack episodes and why sometimes those are even longer depending on how much we got wrong initially and it's really only because of the fluster it's whatever could have gotten jettisoned because of like what we tried to compress or what have you oh god 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 indeed indeed goddess okay yes (laughs) goddess um i know we need to end this thing but like i just i feel so confused and just like upended like i don't know what's going on i feel like we're just gonna end this and then we're gonna listen to it and be like well what <laughs> what just happened on that episode we don't know definitely reach out smell to you us. later right smell you later let us know your thoughts help, help me right. help me help i need help. help during the week i don't know if terrence needs help because he's the evil one in this scenario but just know oh, that God. i need help you I- can try to help terrence too but help me first because i'm suffering and then like after you send your hate note to Terrence, then you can send him a love <laughs> note saying that, oh, well, <laughs> here's some advice for getting through the fucking week. Um, I did say I was going to post those Property of Villanelle hoodies. I didn't. But again, I have well, no one to blame. It's just, me. it's just me to blame. I will post it 
tomorrow. Soon and come. yeah, I was wearing a hoodie today and I was feeling really good about it until recently. Terrence, <laughs> thank you. But if there's ever a time to declare your allegiance to motherfucking Villanelle, it's she it's seems now. to be the only person to really root for and stand behind, unless you're of the mindset that someone like Carolyn is to be trusted blindly for some reason. And you know what? Maybe she'll do something for your benefit in the long run. Maybe. Maybe. Oh no. Only time will tell you guys. So look. This episode happened. And, yeah. Uh, we mostly lived. We still want to hear from you guys ongoing. We've heard some from some of you already about how you're trying to cope and make it through that you're looking forward to this episode. Appreciate that. Apologies. Apologies in advance and after advance because this is the end of the fucking podcast to say, hey, look, the snack episode will be in better order. If you've not watched those two minutes again, don't but also do so you can know why we're in agony because it's like that thing like misery loves company like i said earlier don't do it if you want to not be in pain but also i don't want to be alone so watch it watch the shit <laughs> watch it any way you can and then let me know how you feel about it and what your theories are for what happens what happens after eve gets on her knees does she stay there does she go upstairs does villanelle interrupt does carolyn make a phone call does the roof cave in does fucking jesus return uh, just give us what you think will happen to stop that horrible scene from going down because that's what i'm going with right now that it has to go away that it has to disappear it has to end nothing can happen right not even like off-screen things happen we don't just, want that I just don't want that kind of toxic marriage energy. Like I find <laughs> out, no, but think about it. Like you're lying to me. You're doing this fucking shit. So I'm going to come over here and just like start some like couple BDSM and hope for the best. Yeah. Don't you feel like Nico's energy in that sex scene would be completely not right? Like it would just be bad. Like it would be unhealthy maybe. Oh no, it would definitely be unhealthy right? because it's him being someone he's definitely not. So it's oh, him saying. True, true, true. Which could also scar him. I mean, yes. I mean, can you imagine if you're not ready to slap a hoe? She's like, slap me. And you're like, but wait. <laughs> right. That will pull wait. her all the way out of it. Like, well, you wait. had it, but you lost it. It's and, and now I'm ready to move on. Oh, wait. Actually, that's a good prediction. Will he do something to change the energy that pulls her out of it? Like, she's on the floor and she's into it. And then he fucks it up. Nico style. She's like, whatever. <laughs> right. Like She's like, oh, uh, you're not that. You're not that person. Everything is magically dried. Uh, dried all the way up. Okay. Well. <laughs> Shriveled. Uh, the opposite of what was happening with her undergarments today. There's no longer an, an oasis in the desert. It's oh, my just... God. Do you think both ladies were sitting in the car, legs crossed? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is what happens when it's like almost done and we're still here cracking killing Eve jokes. Um, but again, I think we would be gone sooner. We would have been gone sooner if we not for Terrence. Would so. have, or we would have been fine. here this long gloating. Gloating. We can still all gloat. The- we can still gloat. Eve said she'd, she'd say yes. She, that her Eve's response Anything today was the equivalent, but not really, but kind of, of Villanelle saying, I'll eat anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh. And she was like, and then Villanelle today was like, are you going to give me everything I want? Will you give me everything I want? That's a blank check. That is a blank check. And Eve was like, yes, without question. So I feel like if anything, if she's feeling insecure about Nico, I hope she recorded that secretly on her iPhone and she sends it to Nico via iMessage and is like, yo, I saw your girl was on her knees today, but I just want to remind you who she did that for. (laughs) You are a proxy. You are a catalyst. You are 
proxy. Like a proxy signal a booster. Word. Yeah. Like, um, you're the router that was carrying my signal. <laughs> you were the router that was carrying my, my signal for my, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, he's he's the like, proxy. That's my he's IP the, that she's responding to. He's the to. substitute. He's the yeah. delegate. He's the stand-in. He's the emissary. He's the envoy to these sapphic fucking fields. And in that purpose, okay, Nico. But after that, get the fuck out. Go hook up with your man, Hugo. Bang it the fuck out. Bang it the fuck out. Be happy. Love you. I feel like Hugo probably knows how to do stuff with carrots too, right? Maybe. Just other things that Villanelle does not know how to do with carrots, Hugo knows how to do. And explore that. I Nico. call this move the shepherd's pie. Explore that. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, I feel like we've given you all we can <laughs> today. I'm getting too delirious. So I don't know what's happening. It's super early. Still drinking champagne because I guess that's just how we do. But I got to I got to go. I can't. My thoughts are no longer making any sense. Uh, yeah, just be sure to tune in to us. Check back in when we go over everything once again with the uh, snack episode where things will be uh, more linear unless someone releases another trailer on mm-hmm, a Tumblr mm-hmm. or Reddit and mm-hmm. then we get a hold of that and have to react. Uh, yeah, But yeah, uh, reach out to us on all the social meds. You Please know where do. to find us. This week we'll need it. We're going to oh. need a lot of comfort. We're going to need a lot of... Send Candace your care and Please comfort. Do. And if you need to send me All hate mail, you can do that. Fluffy fan fiction, do that. Even if it's just for me, also do that for me. But yeah, fluffy fan fiction, like just pictures, like cute little shit pictures, like whatever you guys got, right. send it Kittens, my way. Puppies. Send it my way. Just don't open Pandora's box because you're going to be like, <laughs> well, we saw them react for over three hours, but we didn't think that the first two minutes of the next episode would be such a big deal. But oh my God. <laughs> it's like, well, we tried to warn you. We tried to warn you. We're literally going to be like, spoiler, 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 spoiler spoilers that you cannot miss it yeah thank you thank you so much for listening we fully realize that these episodes are long but we feel like you're with us because you don't mind long episodes a little bit or you come back to it you put a pause you put a pin in that and you come back because we we are definitely the longest killing you podcast episode we know that we're long-winded we get into it we gotta talk about it so you know get cozy when you listen to one of these well well villanelle episodes And we thank you for bearing with us. And as always, until next time, everyone, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. It's like totally murder.